Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 131 of the Splashcast Monday Night Raw. We are here today. I am your co-host, Reggie. I'm your co-host, Norwood, and our powers combined. We are your HBCU homeboys. Welcome to the Splashcast, the audio experience. <laughs> the audio experience. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. We are here. Y'all know what it is. Episode 131 of the Splashcast. We are here. We talk about our HBCU news around the culture, our football and basketball Excuse me, news around the league. If you have a chance, if you're listening to this, this comes out on Thursday. Go back and listen to the ATL edition, which comes out tomorrow from this taping, or at midnight, uh, Tuesday. So, And then the Splashcast 24 pack comes out Wednesday. Comes out Wednesday. So, also the pregame comes out Wednesday too. Whole lot of content for y'all. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday are ours. Uh, how you feeling, my friend? I'm feeling fantastic, man. Well, I am feeling fantastic. You know I'm feeling fantastic because UGA lost. We danced on a dog's grave all episode long. Um, <laughs> we happy to streak over. Uh, and yeah, I'm happy. Feeling good about myself. <laughs> You hear that again? Uh, yeah, a lot oh, more that. Oh, oh, on, on the football, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, I, I'm feeling good, man. I I hate that Georgia lost, but it is what it is. Uh, I really hate more for FSU than Georgia. I think FSU got hosed. We talked about that on the ATL edition. I I think the committee screwed it up. Either you're going to, and we'll talk about it in a in a in a, in a football segment. But you can't change metrics when you change teams. You got to be consistent in your in your. Ooh, that's a pick. You got to be consistent in your in your method. So, with that being said, let's get started with the HBCU news around the culture, man. Uh, we got a few things we gonna talk about. It is the end of football season, as Norwood stated in the pregame. We are rounding down. Uh, we are getting towards the college football playoff and postseason uh and when that happens y'all know what happens when it comes to coaches that didn't make the postseason uh or or 
underachieved or decided to go, we call it Bloody Monday. Uh, but in a more of a celebratory headline, instead of a coach being fired, Buddy Pugh, uh, the legendary coach for South Carolina State, retires after 22 seasons. He had eight MEAC titles, four-time MEAC Coach of the Year, and was a 2021 Celebration Bowl champion, upsetting Dion and the uh, Jackson State Tigers. Uh, he has also put Shaq Davis in the league with many others, including Shaquille Leonard. Uh, and job well done, buddy. Job well done. 23 years <laughs> is tough. What? That was funny. <laughs> job well done, buddy. <laughs> Mr. Pugh. Shout out to Jennifer, yes. HU alum. That's her grandfather. Coach Pugh. Coach Pugh, 22 seasons as a head coach. Eight MEAC titles, four coaches uh, of the year. This is a hell of a resume, man. And at one of the storied schools in HBCU history, congratulations. And whoever takes over this job, who we may, who very well may be Chinnis Berry, you have big shoes to fill, man. But congratulations, Coach Pugh. It's tough, man. That's tough, man. We're happy to see him move on. Uh, and I hope he, I'm sure he'll still, he, he'll stay affiliated with that program. Hey, man. And put him in the college football playoff committee just like Coach Taylor, man. <laughs> ain't gonna do that <laughs> but he might I mean, but he's coach, definitely gonna be a coach, first ballot college football hall of fame guy. yeah like i like to have like coach taylor and people like that who are not just super affiliated with the power five and you know you know good football hell for sure you mean coach joe taylor is on the college football committee yes parlay that retirement into that tough that's tough i mean you wanted the most i mean He's another HBCU Icon. Hall of Fame coach. Yeah. <laughs> you remember what it was like? We kept book four or five guys in pros every year from Hampton. B, we running to me at. Uh, yeah. But uh, shout out to Coach Buddy Pugh, man. And again, job well done. Oh, man, y'all couldn't hear the effects. Job well done. Job well done. Round of applause. On the other end. Literally. <laughs> Uh, Grambling State parts ways with Coach Hugh Jackson um, after two seasons. How you feel about this, man? I don't. I this personally is, think this, this was a very, this was a very bad decision. Knee, knee jerk, poor decision. You, I, I mean, you better have a coach already. That's what I'm telling you. Got You gotta have I'm, one. You gotta have a slam dunk too. You can't have. A, I'm, I'm close. It's got. It can't be more than two years because you cut Hewitt two years. So either he got to come in and win, or what are you doing here? I think so, that this was a knee jerk reaction, and I think overall, I mean, man, I just don't think that he ever gets. He don't either get the resources or the time wherever he goes, man. So Hugh Jackson went on uh, a podcast uh, off script and talked about the challenges of coaching at an HBCU and it was basically he was saying you can't turn around a program in two years he said basically no. what we said they wanted Dion type response and that's an anomaly you don't turn around a program in two years and Hugh Jackson to me 
was out of character trying to be Dion, dressing in the Gucci suits and putting out the the Gucci bags as, as compared to Louis Vuitton. Like, I think that's where Hugh lost it because it got a little corny. But on the field, Hugh had six foot one. Gramlin played hard against Southern. Now, I will say, you can't lose about two or three of the road to your rival and still stay. That normally don't happen, especially in HBCU football. Um, but I don't think he was given a fair shake. And I honestly feel like that's just the wrong. I mean, that's that's the perfect sound for this. Like, like y'all yeah. get these sound effects. You 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 have to have Tennis Berry or uh, Virginia Union's coach or Fayetteville State's coach. You got to have one yeah. of those three guys from the SIAC, three or four guys from the SIAC or CIAA waiting in the wings, or somebody else, maybe a little younger. I could see coming from, uh, but you got to have five school. You but you got to have somebody. You can't be playing. You can't be playing, man. And mm-hmm. I think the overall. I don't know how they get a better coach. It's very interesting to me. Younger. Um, That's how. To me. But you ain't coach. old. Like I could see if you was like. How old you think man, he is? Look at him. You know, we are aged a little differently anyway. Yeah, you got could have easily had a good 10, 15 years at that school, man. <laughs> he should have. I think I think next year was the year. What I'm afraid is going to happen, as long as it's a black coach, I, it, it sucks, but, yeah, he is getting that bread. But he, uh, I, I'm afraid that they're going to get a coach who is going to replace Hugh with this roster, with these transfers that he had in the portal. Um and they're going to end up having a really good season. They're going to Charlie Weiss it. And once That's that happens, he's just only 55. Yeah, they tripping. Uh, and once that happens. I told you, you tried to make that man old. Hell, 55, he could have coached for another 25 years while you playing. So, like, I think, I, I, I think that the next coach will have to have sustained success to make this a viable hire. Otherwise, it, like you said, it was just a knee-jerk reaction. I don't, I don't agree with it. And I will say kudos to Hugh for he said everything Dion said except for the stealing part. He said everything that Dion said in a classy manner. He said, you know, you have resources. I, I didn't have a lot of resources. You're, you're, you're dealing with a budget that's 95% less than your PWI counterparts. You're going, we're in Louisiana. We got LSU basically runs the state. Like, we don't yeah. have, you know – all of that. And now you got the transfer portal. So we're trying to get transfers and we're trying to, re- he, he laid it out all the way through. And when he said what he said about it, the challenges of coaching at HBCU, I had to respect what he said. So shout out to him for being I classy. Like, I like the way that he presented the challenges. I liked that He didn't like go scorch earth and set HBCUs on fire. Lead, like, even getting fired with class to me is is a reason that I think that the rest of you guys should. Hey, somebody can take his his, his TSU. It's plenty of other teams that need a coach this good, and I think that given an adequate amount of time, he can he can be it. Yeah, I mean, and 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 right. now that you brought about that, uh, he was a is a great developer of talent. Like he may yeah. not have been the best head coach in the NFL, but he also was hamstrung. But he 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 developed a lot of those players. Those guys that went on and, and get contracts. He's a he's a he quarterback, offensive guru. 
Hmm? Yeah, he he was developing Crawley before you know before they fired him. So yeah, I'm I'm a firm supporter in you, man. But we we got to be realistic with giving people an adequate amount of time to recruit, get their like get their they got to get their coaches in. You don't know what other coaches he was still trying to bring in, get their own players in, and implement their own system with their players. It's this is I don't know, man. Good luck and Godspeed, Grambling. We go. Your ass on the clock, though. Know that. We watching. So now that adds to another long list of coaches. You already of schools looking for coaches, Grambling and Southern, Texas Southern, uh, just to name a few. Um, but a team that has found their coach, uh, Clark Atlanta, welcomes Teddy Keaton as the new head coach of the Panthers football stadium, uh, at the, of the Panthers football program. He's introduced on November 30th. He brings experience and success. Uh, he has a, a, he is apparently a guru when it comes to X's and O's. Uh, and they say that he is the next young coach. Shout out to Teddy Keaton for Clark. So yes, he came from Allen, if I believe correctly. And the big selling point for him is Allen did not have a football program when he got there. Um, which which kind of leads to, the, I think, the reason that they went and got who they got, that they've been struggling with resources and whatnot. I guess they're trying to find a person who's familiar with this struggle and trying to figure out an answer. Um, I will say that he is uniquely qualified to handle this situation, but we just talked about the last coach and, and the issues that he had. I hope that you provide this man with more resources than you did the last coach. That's what I will say on this situation. Well, I mean, as I see, and, and, you know, Morehouse, dude was there for one year. We talked about that, and they fired him. And he won against Clark. (laughs) So I will say I do like that Teddy Keaton is kind of moved. They're hiring young, and he's moving up. I expect him, if he does well at, at, at Clark, that he'll move on up to somewhere else. So this could be the beginning of the next wave of coaches, uh, especially HBCU coaches. So shout out to Teddy Keaton and Clark Atlanta University. Uh, Where you want to go from here? Let's go to, oh, the transfer portal is open, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, One of the, uh, should I say he had a disappointing year? I guess he did. But one of the star quarterbacks over the last couple years was Texas Southern Andrew Body. Let's say that. Say what? The team had a disappointing season. Uh, okay. Uh, he entered the transfer portal. Andrew Body entered the transfer portal and immediately becoming one of the most talented quarterbacks available in all of college football, not just HBCU. Where do you think Andrew ends up? I don't I don't know where he's going. He, it can't be a swag school because three of them ain't got no coach unless he's going to Jackson State. I think that you're going coaches, – coaches will fall first, then players will fall, follow suit. Um, yeah, and TSU fired their coach. I think that's a lot of the reason he's out is, all right, well, my coach isn't here anymore. Y'all won't go in a different direction. Then I'm going to go in a different direction. That is that's the true. risk that you, that's you, a good you take of losing your coach is you, you, gonna, you might lose the players that come with him. So now you got to find a coach and a quarterback. That's infinitely more difficult. Yeah, I would assume he's going to a contender, even if it's. I, I'm assuming he's not. He's not moving down. 
So you would think it's Swack Miak or Division One. I. I think he could end I mean, up going he, FBS. He, he, I mean, I don't know. At this point, I don't know. Uh, it's <laughs> interesting. It's going to be very interesting to see how all of this plays out. But these teams going to need coaches first. And prayer. <laughs> Copious amounts of both. Oh, man. So we talked about the football season coming to an end. Uh, especially HBCU football season. And the MEAC champ has already been crowned as Howard. And the SWAC champ is, of course, FAMU. They beat Prairie View A&M uh, in Tallahassee 35-14. to 14. And Whoa. it probably could have been worse. I will say Prairie View showed a little bit of fight because it was 21 nothing, real quick. And then uh, Prairie View came and um, – or was it 14 nothing? Prairie View came and, and did play – Pretty decent football, but FAMU right now has a factory going over there in terms of back college football. They're probably favored to win it again next year. Oh, I think Jack. I think TC gonna want to gonna want to throw his hat in there this year. You got you got one year where I had to figure out what I was doing, but we we up this year, buddy. And you better prepare for us to do something as well. And is Musa coming back for another season, or are they gonna be looking for a quarterback too? They're looking for a quarterback. That's where Andrew Body gonna go. <laughs> That's exactly where I'll go. Moose is out. Andrew Body. Oh yeah. You. I mean, <laughs> that is that is a very quick transition. Very simple. Very no easy. You, yep. You don't have to necessarily come in and fix the program, save anybody. I just need to do like Musa did. Show up and play good football. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So shout out to them. So like we said, the stage is set. December sixteenth. Uh, Howard in an unlikely matchup of Howard versus FAMU. Old CIAA MEAC uh, 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 matchup. I'm excited for this. I think I think FAMU is going to put on a show, but we'll see. There's They're having the battle of the bands here. Um, they got a, a band playoff they had, so... This is going to be a big weekend. There's people already coming. North Carolina Central folks already said they coming anyway. They said, hell, we all coming. Hell, HBCU, hey, turn man. this into another homecoming. <laughs> um, yeah, you do. Hey, y'all going to be playing where? When? With a grill behind? All right, we'll, we'll hey, I, I'll go on by there and see what y'all talking about. It's the least <laughs> I can do, right? <laughs> Got to show up and support. Show up and support. Man. Hey, and while we say that, go ahead, like, follow, subscribe. And take five minutes to send some money to your favorite HBCU. Hopefully that's Hampton, but if it's not, we still love you. Yes, yes. Use the use the year as the dollar amount and dates. Uh, let's talk about SWAC individual award individual awards. Y'all know when it comes to the end of the year, superlatives come out. Uh, the Southwestern Athletic Comp- Conference Football Individual Awards came out. Offensive Player of the Year was Jeremy Musa. Not surprised. Defensive player of the year, Isaiah Major. FAMU. Both of them from FAMU. Not, not surprised. Not to be confused with Isaiah Land, who I think won the same award last year. Um, Fair. FAM is finding a way to do it. And they both play like that linebacker hybrid position. And, hey, hopefully he gets a chance to NFL just like uh, Isaiah Land. Yeah, Willie Simmons, SWAC coach of the year, FAMU. When you go undefeated in the SWAC, you pretty much are going to clean up all of those those uh those awards freshman of the year 
I'm play this again. Grambling. What y'all doing? Hugh got the freshman of the year. Javon Robinson played out of this world. He was, he was killing Southern. And y'all going to go up there and fire the man who got Javon Robinson? But shout out to him. We're happy for him. Uh, shout out to Jace Wilson, Texas Southern, newcomer of the year. These guys won all of those superlatives, and we are happy for them. Shout out to FAM, Texas Southern, and Grambling. Wild crazy, yeah, too. Those guys don't have a coach. Give a special shout out to Jeremy Moose, man. He played at four schools in five years. He found his home at FAMU, and he made the best of it. Um, we'll continue to support and watch and see where his career goes. Is he out of eligibility? We don't know. Four schools in five years, you would assume he's out of eligibility. But oh no, nah, COVID was less than four years ago, so he should have a COVID year. Oh, well, yeah, come on back, try to win the the uh Division Two trophy, SCS uh, Heisman Trophy. Um, uh, and of course there was Miak uh superlatives as well. Uh, Jawan Howe from South Carolina State, Miak Rookie of the Year. Uh, who, Mr. Simpkins, Miak Offensive Lineman of the Year. Torricelli is, I'm assuming his name, Torricelli Simpkins, the third. There's a Torricelli Simpkins, the second, and a Torricelli Simpkins, the first. And a first, the original. <laughs> OG, baby. That means I don't, there's a meaning to that name that I don't know. Uh, Torricelli mm -hmm. Simpkins, the third, MEAC Offensive Lineman of the Year. Trey Oliver, MEAC Coach of the Year. Um, just to name a few of the awards that went out. So, Central. Made it to the playoffs, had another great year. Shout out to them. And, of course, when you have such a good year, they were upset. But when you have such a good year, uh, they end up you end up winning those awards. So Central is and FAMU look like juggernauts that are here to stay because I don't see either one of them leaving. Oh, no. But, see, this is what frustrates me is as good as he's been coaching Central and as good as he's been coaching FAMU, you tell me they don't deserve a Colorado job? <laughs> Colorado ain't looking for coaches. They're looking for salesmen. They trying. They they got what they wanted. They got what they wanted. They got notoriety, money, and relevance. I don't know if Trey Oliver I, and all of them bring the off the field stuff that Dion brought. That's why they went and got him. They don't care about wins. They care about. They were one. They won one game. <laughs> it's frustrating to me. Super frustrating to me. But that's life. It is what it is. So shout out to the SWAC and MEAC players. As I said before, I can't wait to get to uh to the celebration bowl. The MEAC will definitely I mean uh, the splash cast will definitely be in the building. Uh in other football in other news. Alabama State University is building one of the first HBCU golf clubhouses in the nation. In the nation, it's opening in 2024, March 2024. The groundbreaking ceremony held on November 27th. Uh, it will teach and train. It will train and teach more scholar golf athletes at ASU, and also strike a try to strike an interest, or or up the interest in golf amongst uh, minorities around the nation, especially in the state of Alabama. Uh, this is going to be crazy. These are some of the renderings. Um, if you can see, they have the virtual golf. You can uh, uh, you can definitely practice indoors. Um, they have the different everything is and it's built. Uh, it's supposed to come out March twenty fourth. Look at that. 
that's impressive. I'm excited for it. I'm also like like they said, this should help foster the relationship. You know, we talked to to Justin about just keeping golf in HBCU sports to see them in, investing in the program is exciting for me. And this is something else we'll keep our eye on. We'll continue to support. I will say it's definitely trending in the right direction from when Justin said that they had to close just about, I don't remember the percentage, but it was a good percentage of golf programs around HBCUs because of COVID. So the fact that Alabama State is investing means that, one, that they've recovered and they got their golf team back, but now they're actually making enough money so where they can reinvest into their uh, into their program, to their athletic department. Um, through giving, through uh, tuition, and through notoriety. So, shout out to Alabama State, man. Y'all alumni are doing big things. So, finally, uh, you want to talk about the shop at Hampton? Well, yeah, I mean, that was the whole, you know, LeBron James. I can't remember the name of the production company, but they had Moni um, Davis on there former highlight little league uh baseball player hampton alum hampton softball player um but she was interviewed there and looks like it was at ogden hall so yeah anytime we have anything that involves sports in hampton we're gonna put it on here because it is the greatest learning institution <laughs> in all the world thank you <laughs> yeah man she i wonder what what is she doing nowadays they also had uh rashida jones and the rapper boss there as well uh to to round out the conversation so shout out to the shop for doing that i wonder what what is she doing now i will have to go back i just i can't remember what it is but we just talked about her like a month ago and i looked and i can't remember what it is right now I'm not gonna lie to y'all <laughs> yep 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 but ladies and gentlemen we come to the end of the hbcu segment of episode 131 of the splash cast monday night raw uh the around the league edition uh, we'll be going to take about a 30 second break and then we'll be right back with our football segment NCAA football and college football. Y'all stay tuned. UGA lost. We're back, ladies and gentlemen, with our football segment of episode 131 of the Splash Cast, the Around the League edition, Monday Night Raw. We just wrapped up our HBCU segment. Uh, now we're going to talk about NCAA and college football. Uh, we are going to start out with, uh, so, ticket prices. <laughs> it was conference championship weekend. You had the SEC championship, the Big 12, the ACC, the Big 10, and the Pac-12. <laughs> There's a reason that there will always be an SEC team in the playoff. Let me tell y'all something. The ticket prices for the SEC championship started at $339 for Georgia, Alabama. The next closest championship cost for a ticket was the Big 12 at $49. Excuse me one more time. Slowly, slowly, slowly. <laughs> the slowly. SEC's slowly. ticket to go to the championship game started at $339. <laughs> the cost to go to the Big 12, which is the, mo the next most expensive ticket to get, was $49. ACC, Big 10, and Pac-12. The Pac-12 was 15 <laughs> which you I don't understand whole, that one. I don't understand you, that you one because that was Oregon versus Washington. Family. 
Take your family and your in-laws, your relatives, your little cousin, fifteen dollars a ticket. Hey, we all going, yo. And it was a good game. That's a bargain, though. That's an Arthur Smith. None of y'all going. None That's of y'all Smith are going. Y'all sit at home. And as a person who's been to, to a multitude of these games, I do understand why the ticket price is so much. That's the reason you sneak into the tent. Uh, it's a different conversation for a different day, though. Also, yeah, that, this is now, the only place that, that real I, football is played. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. I will say the SEC, I've been to the ACC championship game. I've been to the Peach Bowl with the ACC. I've, I haven't been to the Big 12 or Big 10. But the SEC tailgate from the schools I've been, it's just totally different. It's, it's, it's such a production here for the SEC championship game. Because you have the College Football Hall of Fame, the HBCU College Football Hall of Fame. There's so many attractions football-wise in Atlanta that it just brings so many people. That the, And, of course, they play you know some of the best football in college down here. The best football. Yeah. That you can't really – there's such a high demand to go there. And, I mean, for the most part, this has been the de facto national championship the, what, last 15 years, 10 years, 12, 13? I mean, and I and I will say, Pac-12, y'all played a hell of a game, and we'll get to it. But the SEC championship was another smoker. It's a barn burner. Yeah. Yeah. I will say, if you were going to watch the game somewhere, if I could pick where I was going to watch the game, I would have watched it at this bar in Iowa. A bar in Iowa said that they are offering free drinks for the Big Ten National Cha- I mean, uh, Conference Championship game until Iowa Hawkeyes score against Michigan. Update. They lost 26 to nothing. Man, I'd still be drinking. <laughs> I still, hey, y'all say until they score. Well, I guess we have to wait until next year. Open this bar up. We drank it. <laughs> Give me a key, matter of fact. That's actually pretty genius if people took it as a gag joke. Like, if you said, all right, nah, man, this we out of liquor. <laughs> but I can see by your face, it's like, nah, ain't no joke at all. I want all I the liquor. I am poor, and I am in college. I want all of this beer. I don't yes. care what cup you put it in either. I know y'all like to put it in a little dollar amount. I don't care what you put it in. I want that beer because it's free. It's for me. <laughs> oh, man. So I know that 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 had to be such... Ain't nothing worse than being with a bunch of like-minded drunk people and your team is getting destroyed. Everybody is like either two things going to happen. Either it's going to be like. One thing is going to happen. They're going to get big drunk. Yeah, but this is the result of it. Two things going to happen. Either one, they're going to say F it and they're just going to party and start singing Journey and standing on the bar and doing all that stuff. Or Don't two. stop <laughs> believing. Or Eat two. Out of Sweet Caroline. You know that's y'all joint now. Or two, they gonna up there and get fighting mad, and they gonna fight each other. Oh, no. somebody will <laughs> fight. Somebody's gonna fight. <laughs> somebody gonna kiss somebody else's girlfriend in the mouth, and that's gonna be the. And then everybody gonna Ooh, be drunk and angry. You know, nope. Let me get out of there because nope, we are not. Kev said you gotta stipulate. You gotta do that. You can't wait till the end of the game to do that. So uh, I see that Norwood has put in the group. This uh, down goes UGA. You didn't want to talk about nobody else today but UGA. But before we get there, uh, Drewski might be the funniest social media comedian out right now. Um, his skits are... Why you look so concerned? Humans. Oh, his skits are hilarious. Every I don't think he has missed on a skit yet. 
Um, and they're all pretty funny. So Drewski dressed up. He has this series of skits going where he kind of acts like a white dude. Like, so he just, went. It's one of his characters. Yeah, basically. So he did this when he went to um, UGA, too. He was the black guy in the white fraternity. So now he's the roll tide neck of rouge. I don't want to say what. I don't know if it's political. Just play the clip. They don't understand from there. We'll post it on the Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) Until we get out of there. (laughs) Here we go. Nothing but the tide, baby. Don't give a pass about nothing but the tide. Blitz, Bama, Blitz, baby. Blitz, Bama, Blitz. I love America and I love the tide, baby. And I love Will and Adele. Yeah, right. I love Don't give a shit about Blitz for the tide. Tide, go get him. Tide, go take him down. 24 to 17. I don't give a. (laughs) I like it. Wild that man up. It's funny um, on so many different reasons. I can't remember the other guy who's in it. He's he's an Alabama fan for sure. But, uh, I mean, Drewski finds a way to make you laugh at a character who we kind of... You can see it. You can understand it. You may not Yo, know why that you person. Why so you but, try so hard but, to pick them words? The, <laughs> because it's a good parody. I love it. I love it. Yeah, man, this is similar to like the Dave Chappelle Black Klansman thing to me. That that's that's hilarious. If if this were an elongated skit where it was probably like a ten minute thing, like Dave Chappelle, I think this would be hilarious. And I think he should definitely keep this. And it goes to show you that outside of really us and a few people that like our culture, Drewski ain't known because you couldn't pull this on somebody that like we know who you are. No, no, I think that. No, this was his shtick. He got in front of the right cameras. They made sure they tagged him. Because the other dude, I can't remember his name. It's something, Willie, Steamboat Willie, whatever it is. Oh, so they're both comedians. It's a skit. Yeah. No, not the other guy. It's a lot less comedian, but he's an internet entertainer for sure. The guy with the eyes, this iron. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's he's <laughs> on the internet. He's oh, more of God. a joke. Yeah, yeah, him. <laughs> but he's definitely, like, he's internet famous too. This is just... This is a good adaptation of where sports and the internet kind of run into get run into each other, and it's well played and it's not overdone. Just hey, this is funny. This is you know, mm-hmm. these mm-hmm. people are at the game for sure too, and they're outside the game walking around. Mm-hmm. Some may be stumbling, but they're there. <laughs> yep. So then, of course, Norway wants to talk about Bama upsets Georgia 27-24. Before you do that, I'm gonna let you clear out. I'm gonna go ahead and clear myself out. Go ahead and tell me, how did you feel when Bama beat Georgia? Number one, the streak is over. The queen is dead, whatever. Oh, you asshole. <laughs> what? Go ahead. Um, I mean, it's the this is the highs <laughs> and lows of college football. That is my coach. And he's a terrible <laughs> coach who makes poor decisions. But one thing that I don't have to worry about this year is I don't have to worry about Georgia winning a national championship because they are where they are at home. They are by, and, and they probably will be playing in the loser bowl with Florida State. They can cry each other tears until the cows come home. But one thing for sure, I don't care. I don't care at all. I'm happy. Um, 
and I take the joys where I can get it. I'm struggling. <laughs> My team is not in the best of situations, and I think that's a very nice way to put it. But with that said, I'm happy today. Yeah, Frank man, Thompson. it was a, it was a hard fought game, hard fought game. Man, if you, man, if you got a Beverage and you're not a Georgia fan, pull up. If you're a Georgia fan, pull up to the end of your season. Whatever it is, we drinking. Yeah, pull up, man, and and toast to my guy Billy uh, Billy Napier. Um, so it was toast, a hard no, fought game. <laughs> toast him, like put him on the grill. Oh no, and cook, he, cook he, 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 he cook. got the he got the Arthur Smith touch. He about to, he the coach the owner and the ads is like nah you good you got you another year stump, you can't stop me out with our team already now that is where I draw the line ain't no That's lie <laughs> why why come on man y'all gonna I gotta, be, I gotta have some hope man like I don't got nothing left I don't have nothing left like let's, <laughs> let's proceed I'm 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 moving into twenty four twenty twenty four peacefully. Napier. peacefully no, you're Absolutely. not. You are tormented. And I'm gonna keep. I, I'm gonna get up every morning and Google Billy Napier and see if he's gone yet. Let me tell you something. I watched Billy Napier's morning show about football. Loose. Use bad. that term about football. Loose. <laughs> they be asking him the right questions too. They be like, "So, what made you throw the screen three times in a row?" He be like. <laughs> Well, I had written down every play that I was going to call right yeah. here. So the shit told me to <laughs> That's call. That's how I oh. <laughs> Billy Napier would be like, well, we thought we saw something in the defense. And because <laughs> he, he never take the dip out. He always got the dip. And and it did not work. But he's he back next year. Uh, Graham Mertz said he wants to come back. Man, no. <laughs> Burn this day, man. <laughs> End this stream now. Like I'm right at the point where I'm at the precipice of finally finding a small, small portion of happiness because Georgia is out of there. And then y'all talk about Graham Mertz coming back. Come back where? Send him back to Wisconsin. Send him away the hell away from us, man. Uh, nope, Billy gonna stay there. Y'all gonna get Louisiana Cajuns out of the transfer portal. That's what's about. <laughs> Let and that is how it's done, ladies and gentlemen. That is how it's done. If the rumors, oh yes, yeah, send... oh, no, I can't go there. <laughs> yeah. oh, but God, no news on Billy Napier. <laughs> nah, y'all gonna have the number twenty-two class, the number seven class in the SEC. This the like last that. thing that the internet has for Billy Napier is on the road again. Florida emphasizing sleep in hopes of improvement. You think your team needs more rest? <laughs> They tired from running fifty three yard gases every time. <laughs> yeah, I hate I hate that man. <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, that's how it's five going. and seven. Um, but uh, as Norwood alluded to earlier, Georgia and Florida State will be playing each other in the Cry Bowl, aka the Orange Bowl. Uh, Mike Norvell finally broke his silence. Um, today really it really was like last night in the middle of the night but it's really today where people saw it and he says he's disgusted and infuriated with the committee's decision it's a sad day for college football uh i'm not gonna read all of that uh he said we earned what we earned uh where we are we stand up basically what jordan travis said and that this roster uh goes up with anybody um Oh, and we lost that. Max Brown, who was the guy who actually played decent when Graham Mertz went out. Lost Jonathan Odom. 
Transfer portal? Um, Kam- Kamara Wilson, Jordan Herman. Transfer portal? Yes. Burn it down. Wow. Burn it down. Wow. I didn't know that. Makes it a little better. But um, here's why I agree. And I had time to think about this. Here's why I agree that they should be in is it's hard for me. I can accept Georgia not being in and Florida State getting in. I can accept Georgia getting in and Florida State not getting in. And Florida State and Texas not getting in. I can't accept Georgia and Florida State not getting there because based on the criteria that you said, you eliminated Georgia because they didn't win this the 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 championship, the SEC championship. Cool. Florida State won their conference championship and they went 13 and 0 and they beat SEC teams. Like you can't use criteria to eliminate Georgia and say we're putting in the four best teams. I mean, you can't use criteria to eliminate Florida State and say we're going with the four best teams and then leave out Georgia. I don't think there's anybody in the country that believes that Georgia's not the number one of the top four teams. And I don't I want to I don't want y'all to mistake that I'm caping for Georgia. I think that they should be in. I don't think that they should be in. They didn't win the SEC championship. I, I think disagree that there. Florida State, if by by the metrics that they're using, if they say you have to let Florida State in, you but you can't disagree both. You can't have both out. I don't I don't agree with that. And that's that's been my issue. And I think that's everybody's issue that has an issue with it. I think that I 100% think that Florida State should be out. I think that hmm. Bama and Georgia are better teams than them. If you got to put the best four teams in playoffs, Washington, Michigan, Georgia, Alabama, or Texas. Those five schools, Texas, Alabama, and Georgia, that kind of that part of it is what it is. Those three schools, whatever two you pick, you're gonna have some people happy, some people upset. But I'm sorry, Florida State. Per the, the way that the rules are set up, I understand why they went the way that they did. And even if you talk about they said that <laughs> Nick Saban Mafia, they said that because Jordan Travis Whoa. got hurt, because Jordan Travis got hurt, they weren't the same team. Again. If you're going to use injuries to disqualify a team, you you can't you have to use take into the account injuries across the board. You can't just take injuries for one team and not talk about that, injuries what, for everybody else. Well, well, the the reason behind that was they say the quarterback is a bigger position, the emphasis and the injury at quarterback. If you lost a running back or you lost a wide receiver, it was much more salvageable. So, do you think the committee would if JJ McCarthy got hurt, broke his leg? You think that they and Michigan still won out? You think they would keep Michigan out of the top four, uh, or Jaden Jalen Miro, or or uh uh what's his name, Quinn Ewers, or Penix? Do you think they would keep any four of those teams out if he got hurt? If they if their quarterback got hurt? Yeah, mm, it's tricky. I definitely think that Washington wow. might be. Washington could very well be out, out without Penix. Uh, McCarthy. So you think is the committee would be consistent? Yeah. Now McCarthy, you know, I think that he's a scam. So I, I think that Michigan <laughs> is built on defense. I don't think that their offense is anything to write home about. 
So I kind of believe that if McCarthy was out, it would be like, okay, he he was he was never the reason this team was good in the first place. He's kind of like if, if Stetson Bennett was out, okay, bro, roll out. Oh, what's his name? What's his name? Whoever it is, the next guy up. But I think that Penix is the leader and the best player on Washington. I believe that Quinn Ewers, the leader, and I'm not gonna say he's the best player, but he's he's a large reason of the reason they're successful. And Jaden Milrow, hell, we saw them other two dudes. That's not it. That that that's not a team without him, unfortunately. And fortunately. Yeah. Um and the re well, the reason I say injuries was I don't I don't I don't you know, I don't I'm not when we talk, I'm one of the credible UGA fans. I don't really make a lot of excuses. When we lose, we lose. Y'all talk shit, I, I pause, I, I take it. It is what it is. But yeah. the point I'm saying about Florida State is Georgia lost six players in the first half. No quarterback against Alabama. That's where that's gonna be their answer, no quarterback. Right? But that you lost your starting right tackle, your number one receiver, Brock. Bowers was pretty much unseeable to the fourth quarter. He was out. You lost another receiver. Ra Ra Thomas didn't play. So how can you dis how can you disregard all of those injuries, but then say one injury keeps a team who has a top four defense, a top receiver, a top linebacker, a top defense, a top uh running back. They have all of these other top players. And I'm gonna you tell disqualify you to look at the them. I'm gonna tell you to look at the Heisman. That 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 shows where they regard quarterbacks. Um, yeah, and that that all follows suit. If they believe the quarterback is the most important position, and that this guy, to a certain degree, hold you know, Marvin Harrison even being included, while I think that he is the guy who should win the Heisman Trophy. Yeah, I'm surprised he yeah. was there, but I think Caleb Williams has such a bad, such a bad end of the season and it really wasn't bad his team was just bad that yes his team they, started to stink and they then could, they couldn't they couldn't include and he didn't yeah. he kind of checked out but his team his defense started to stink and he couldn't get the stench off of him but i whoa, think whoa, that whoa, marvin whoa, whoa. harrison the wrong word in that conversation is started they stunk well, you're right. from the beginning <laughs> they stunk but he could only they stunk he could only save them so many times which i mean i guess we should we just talk about him now uh yeah we well yeah we can go there so caleb williams says that declaring for the draft is a game time decision um basically that he doesn't know when he's going to declare for the draft if he's going to declare for the draft what he's going to do let me tell you something right. caleb williams boy if you don't get the hell out of there they are wasting your time at this point or you going somewhere else. Now that's that's another option nobody is even considered. He could get the hell away from them. And go where? I mean anywhere he wants I mean, to. But I mean Yeah. Literally anywhere he answer. wants to go. I don't know if that's the answer though. I I I can see how you say that's not the answer. But I mean if I can make it, I mean, it depends on what the NIL money look like, honestly. Well, the NIL money is comparable to pros at this point. They're making, you know, five, six, seven million dollars a year. Like, but then the only thing that is the issue with that is so one, it's one, it's one year every time you want that contract because you're gonna get the whole contract or get, you know, the guaranteed money. I think Caleb Williams has a little well, bit Caleb, of an image, image 
um, clean up. I think the media, the media, once the media is out on you, for whatever reason, good, bad, and different, because he was the darling. He was the, I paint the suicide line on the fingers, and I do, I remember when the high, he, anything he did was gold. And now it's almost like, well, dang, he's, he's too well, passionate. What? He cried on his mom's shoulder. He didn't talk to the media. He didn't do this. This is what number one – remember when he didn't talk to the media, they said this is what being a professional does. You have to sit there and talk to the media. This is why you All won't right. be the number one – like the narrative start. Okay, so there are a couple of things. Number one, if you've ever played football, you didn't cry before. Ain't no – unless you won – especially as a senior – if you didn't win a national championship, you went somewhere and boo-hoo for a little bit. <laughs> I didn't seen the toughest, most dangerous gangster killers of all time. If you didn't practice all four years and things didn't go your way at the end, you gonna shed a tear. I don't care who you are. So I want to be clear about that. Number two, I hope, and I hope and pray, pray and hope, think, pray, hope, and meditate. That y'all don't take Caleb Williams early. I hope Drake May goes first. I hope JJ McCarthy goes first. I hope I hope you can redraft Mitchell Trubisky and Mac Jones before him. Because when he tell y'all last time, there's an football. I'm gonna be right here laughing <laughs> thoroughly because it's on and, the way. You know, We've seen y'all do the, this every time. I I would say I want him to come to the Falcons, but then I don't. You don't need to have four years of Lincoln Riley and then come and play with Arthur Smith. Like, that's just not what you need. That I, that made me go to the XFL. Hell, I'll go sit out of here. I'll go be Warren Moon in the CFL until I'm 24. Because like, you know he, he's still young. He's still only like 21 years old. Yo, if you get them two, you should be able to, I, you should be able to slap your coach. Because <laughs> Arthur Smith going to make you want to slap him. <laughs> and I'm sure Drake, I'm sure um Drake London and Kyle Pitts are, I've been waiting for somebody to get here to slap him. <laughs> Drake London. And I'm gonna tell y'all once again, check back in on this tourney game. It is 98-98 Boston versus Indiana. We yeah, got I'm a hell of a game now. here going down to the last four and a half minutes. And Bengals Jags tied. This is as good as it gets. Yeah, it's pretty good, man. It's pretty good. Let's stay in the Pac 12, man. So kind of a a sad story. Um, the Pac-12 comes to an end. The SEC on CBS came to an end. The Big Ten, as it is, comes to an end. Everything is now reshuffling next year. So all the Pac-12 mascots got together one last time to party at the Pac-12, uh, the Pac-12 championship game. I think this was one of the classiest moves that they did. And I, I'm see if I can expand the picture. Yeah. I think this is one of the classiest moves they've done, um, and it's, it's a great farewell. And, again, Pac-12, all y'all had to do was go get Texas. But we're going to play this in the background. But all y'all had to do was go get Texas, and y'all didn't do it. Yeah, this is um, it's surely something. Hubris <laughs> sometimes would, would, would take us out. I'm glad to see the mascots able to cut her up. And, honestly, um, number one would do Sammy Sosa. <laughs> Peace. Number two, I think that some iteration of this conference comes back sooner rather than later. Um, I don't think that it's like... The name is too big. Yeah. The name is too big. Logistically, there's going to be a lot of moving pieces in order to make this conference realignment stick. And, I mean, I'm interested. It, don't, it doesn't involve my team, 
So is and hell, you know how I'm 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 kind of innocent bystander on a lot of things this year. So yeah, I want to see how this plays out, but I think this comes back in some iteration. I think that at the end of the day, the Pac-12 is a necessary conference. It's unfortunate they had a, such a wonderful closeout season, and I think that's going to spark the interest in people bringing it back. And I think that the Big Ten and the Big Twelve going to struggle with trying to accommodate, and the ACC. Don't forget they they got two from over there too. Like accommodating two, you know, accommodating West Cali. Coast teams being across that's like East Coast or Southeast based uh, conferences. I think it's going to be very difficult, if not impossible, highly impossible. I mean, highly probable that this is impossible. Speaking and of yeah, Pac- let's go. On. Speaking of the Pac-12, man, you're. You I mean the two pack, the two pack, the two pack <laughs> now. But I do agree, Dane. Tyrese Halliburton shot so ugly, but that mug go in every time now or half of the time. Um, but anyway, Oregon State, this is why I agree that the Pac-12, I didn't agree with you at first on this, but this is why I agree that the Pac-12 is actually probably going to come back in some shape or form because Oregon State and Wazoo basically are becoming Notre Dame. And they're going to play, they're going to be part of the Pac-2 until they can figure it out, but they're going to play six games in the Mountain West and then they'll play each other for seven. And then I don't know what they do for eight through 10, 11, or 12. Um, well, you know, you'll probably – well, this these six games will give you – six games plus what you got, that'll give you essentially your conference schedule. You'll probably have – you'll still probably play Oregon if you're Oregon State. You'll still probably play Washington if you're Wazoo. And then you'll probably try to throw you two more booster games in there. You're going to need two – out of conference ranked games, games to kind of get yourself, huh? That's oh yeah. I mean that's ten games. The the college schedule yeah. now is like twelve to thirteen, isn't it? But Washington I mean, is thirteen yeah. and zero. Basically, you fill your your the rest of your schedule with either cupcake games to get to start the season, and then you'll do your best to see who's ranked and available to get you into the playoff because it is a twelve team playoff now. So as long as you can be in the top twelve, you get to dance. So it. It's so you like this move? This is, I like that this like they didn't make the knee jerk reaction to just jump into a different conference. There is there is a way now for you to get into the playoff and not just give up on the conference. And I think I mean, based off what we saw this year, now Washington State. Um, I guess we can jump right into it. Washington State and and Oregon State will be led by different players. But I guess you got to be the favorite in almost every game you play now if you're Washington State and Oregon State playing against the Mountain West. Mm, I don't know. Washington State just lost their quarterback. The dude who played well in in Washington, he's out. They talking about him. USC, Florida State, (laughs) he didn't find a way to – yeah, play, man. Well, play the well, games when you are available. Let me tell you that much. Well, let's talk about it. So the transfer portal open for undergrads this year. Uh, one thing about SEC country, you can't keep none of that a secret. They leak as soon as you think that you walk away from the team. They'd be like, nope, such and such is away from the team. Expect them to be in the transfer portal. All these other conferences, they'll never do that. Um, some of the surprising transfer portal guys, Dylan Gabriel, who transferred from Hawaii, to or was it no yeah hawaii to central florida to oklahoma uh and now God, he's oh he didn't see the world now <laughs> yeah literally and now he's leaving oklahoma and going searching for another team 
uh, Kyle McCord in a move that's not shocking uh, for Ohio State is leaving Ohio State. Dylan Gabriel. I'm sorry, not Dylan Gabriel. Uh, DJ Uungalale uh, is leaving Oregon State. We talked about uh, Georgia's backup quarterback, Brock Vandergriff, because uh, Carson Beck is 99% going to come back. Stetson Bennett really messed up that whole thing. He was supposed to be gone. Carson Beck would be leaving this year. Would have left last year after playing two years. Brock would have played. But he's leaving too. And then uh, we talked about Cam Ward already leaving. So all of these teams will be oh, Max Brown. Max Brown. Max Brown from Florida will also be hopping in the portal. Um, Max Brown. Um, there's going to be there's agency, a flurry Free agency more. is among us. Free agency is among us. Now, I will say for Florida – that is not what you wanted to hear because I think Texas is a couple. Somebody gonna leave from Texas, and oh, the the well, quarterback from Duke is leaving. So, uh, and then you still so, got Andrew Body and some of these HBCU quarterbacks. So, yeah. I don't know if so, Florida's gonna get somebody. So Arch is coming back, which oh, is fine. Quinn is staying. Which I mean, I think if anybody has to read the writing on the wall, it's got to be Malik Murphy. Like you don't have, unfortunately, I I don't. I don't think you're a bad quarterback. I'd love to have you in Florida. I've actually seen a lot of people talking about him going to Ohio State, but I think that if they That's what I was about to say. One one has one has the starting job, the other has the brand name. You're gonna be the odd man out. Yeah. But but well, I don't know if that's a bad thing. You get you get a chance here to have really the pick of where you wanna go. And I mean, he's six four, two two thirty eight. You a man. You are a man. I mean, LSU's looking for a quarterback. Well, I mean, they ain't really looking for one, but I mean, they need at this one. point. But oh, that's my point was with this. What's crazy about? Wow, he had a four point play. What's crazy about all of this is none of the. I don't think any of those quarterbacks we just named wanted. Maybe Brock Vandergriff, but uh. None of them really – I don't think they were going to initially hop into the portal. I think Dylan Gabriel was told to leave. I think Kyle McCord was told to – well, we know he was told to leave. I think oh, DJ Ungalale was told to leave. Hey, hey, you finish up them tests, you get the hell on out of here. We don't want to see you again, Buck. That's the part of the transfer portal that people forgot about. Dion De- was the first, and he caught all the flack for being the first. But once that precedence was set and they did that, you knew – the next was coming. You knew that they were going to do the same thing. They were going they were going to start telling kids, "Hey, hey, hey." Not so and it was going to be more uh public. Like you might want to go ahead and get up out of here, big dog. You just saw Halliburton? Yeah, you Hey man, me. shout out to this in-season tournament. Adam Silver got me tonight. I don't know if you can um oh. Back to football. <laughs> yeah. But uh <laughs> Yeah, man. So this 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 transfer portal is crazy. Um, the only thing that's crazier about this transfer portal is these coaches buyouts. Uh, between seven coaches, it is a hundred and eighteen million dollar buyout already. With Jimbo leading the way at seventy six, and Danny Gonzalez down at New Mexico for four hundred thousand. Um, Dana Holgerson. And Houston is $14.8 million. These schools ain't playing. Listen, we are willing to pay you to go away to get somebody better. 
Yeah, and I just, every time I look at this, the only thing that I can think about is Mississippi Valley State. They have a $1 million sports budget, <laughs> not a $1 million coaching budget. These coaches have been paid $118 million because they all suck at their job. <laughs> that school's supposed to make it happen with one single million. <laughs> These guys are terrible. And you know what the worst part about it is? They're going to get another job. We knew job. that they was going to be terrible. Jimbo Fisher had never competed for a championship and was getting paid $10 million a year. That is incorrect. Compete. Are you talking about at Texas A&M or are you just in general? Well, yeah. You got You know me? Follow the money. The man at the top. Well, I mean, Most money. Well, he got that contract because he won a championship at Florida State. He, he was a part of a championship at Florida State. He was the head coach. Jameis Winston. Yes. That's how he got this job at Texas A&M, and they paid him oh, all that money. Oh, you! I forgot about that championship. Over Auburn. And right. they made it to the to the playoff the first year after that and lost to Oregon because Jameis was the number one pick. Right. So that's well, why Jimbo got the money. Jimbo should pay his still say, still send taxes to Florida. Does Send he come me a back? Cut. I mean, yeah. <laughs> does he come? Where does he go? Come back and coach? Louisville. <laughs> Louisville. What's his day that came back after firing him from Texas A and M? Oh, Bobby uh, Petrino. Bobby Petrino. <laughs> Y'all already buddies. Yeah, yeah you hired him already. That's terrible. <laughs> right there, offensive court quarterbacks coach. But that's it. But we did say that Dana Holgerson, who fourteen point eight million from Houston, ain't ain't cheap now, especially. You know, if you're not power five, I think they are power five now, but still ain't that ain't cheap. But they they did the buyout because Tulane, Tulane's Willie Fritz will now be the next head coach at uh, Houston. They were upset in the. What was that? All-American? No. What's their conference? Conference USA? Conference USA. Yeah. Conference USA against Liberty. And I think and. Uh, in the upset, and he ended up taking the job at Houston, which should be about a little bit bigger budget. He led Tulane to a Power Five. I'm sorry, New Year's Six Bowl last year, where they beat who USC and Caleb Williams, uh, fully staffed, full team. They beat them, and that's when I knew this year they were going to be ass when they lost Tulane. Um, and they were on their way to going back to back until they ran into Liberty. So, uh, shout out to, um, I'm sorry, not Liberty, SMU. SMU. Liberty went undefeated. SMU is who they lost to. Um, shout out to uh Willie Fritz turning around Tulane. I hope Tulane can can hire somebody and keep the momentum going. Cause they that green wave is rolling down there. Yeah, that's yeah. Um You know what happens when you lose a coach. You gotta start over, find a new one. And that's just that's going to be the byproduct of being – now, I think it's a little bit different now because you get closer to that 12. Getting closer to that 12 may entice some of these coaches to stay at smaller schools because I feel like there's a happy medium between you get to the SEC, you're going to get three opportunities, but two of those opportunities you're not going to be eligible for. You can't even RSVP. So – you got to assume Bama going to be back. Georgia going to be back. So it's going to be one free spot next year for the SEC. And all the rest of the there's 16 teams in the SEC, subtract two, that's 14. 14 teams looking for one spot. 
Good luck, uh, guys. Well, and then you added, you keep... and you added uh, Texas, who's in there now, and Oklahoma's Woo. back. And then you got to remember LSU. Brian Kelly got that LSU offense rolling. They were like the number yep. one offense all year. Jaden Daniels is about to win the Heisman. So, like, they are booming. And as much as I hate Florida, Florida is still the state Florida. And all they got to do is hit on one recruiting class. They need one recruiting class and a transfer, a couple transfers. No, and then they no, right back. All we need, we, you know the recipe <laughs> of Florida, a coach and a quarterback. If you give us a coach and a quarterback, that's a national championship. Now, every time we don't have one of those, then, yeah, we just doing whatever the hell we doing. But if you give us a coach and a quarterback, you better get the hell on out of the way. Clear out. So, I kind of caped for We ain't going to have no quarterback because we ain't paid it. The dude, we promised him all that money and then tell him we have his money. And them recruits all decommitted. <laughs> um, Immediately. Me got my money? You don't have the cash that you promised me? <laughs> Peace. Pull that Malcolm X. Yeah. Everybody go. <laughs> they all did. Three of them went to Georgia. <laughs> yeah. I don't blame them. Nah, if, it's one thing that you can, if you know me, you can't play about my money. If you told me you was going to have my money and then don't have my money, then you can go to hell. I don't blame you. <laughs> yeah. so, run me my money, bread. Hey, run me my bread, dog. I caped for Florida State earlier uh, to make the playoff. But there's one Florida State alum that I just don't understand. You're ups- I guess he really does not like Dion. He well, does not like Dion. I can't understand what Jameis be doing a lot of times, but it's entertaining. Jameis needs his know? own skit. He needs to be on Comedy Central. Something. He don't need a skit. He needs a show. And the thing about, about it is, we're going to just spiral here for a minute. <laughs> I love Jameis. Mm-hmm. Say what you want to. He's a great teammate. He, he, he don't bitch and moan when he don't play. He's checked in. I just saw him. They showed him at the Pelicans game. You would think he played for them the way he was walking around shaking hands and kissing. He walks around the whole stadium. I was like, damn, Jameis, you think I'm going to sit down? He just, hey. I think a lot of people like him. He likes being Jameis, and a lot of people like him. Because you also got to realize people like the underdog. Jameis was having a decent season when he tore his ACL against the Falcons. Yeah. They won that game. He was dancing on crutches. and if you telling me that Joe Flacco can play, then I know that Jameis can play. Jameis need to play for another decade if Joe Flacco can play. <laughs> but when it comes back to <laughs> Joe Flacco play. Oh, but let's yesterday. get to let's get to this hate motherfucker here, yo. Come on. But it comes to Come Florida on. State. I don't understand what Danny Cannell's obsession at this point, because this is about the third or fourth time we've talked about this. He is a national treasure. Shout out to Jameis. Uh, this is the third or fourth time we talked about this where Danny Cannell has something to say about Shador Sanders, Shiloh Sanders, and Colorado. Danny Cannell, who is works for the ACC Network, Danny Cannell has no reason to talk about Colorado as they're in the Pac-12 and Big Ten now, Big 12. There was no reason to talk about them. He says, and he tweets this, Hey, Junior. First off, stop right there. Bro, you don't know me, dog. We ain't cool. Who are you to you call me junior? Kid. You don't know my kid like that to call him junior? You need to address it. And and on top of that, that you don't dress nobody else's junior. 
everybody else is such and such player. This is Quinn Ewers. It ain't Junior. You don't have that personal relationship with that man to call that man Junior. Address him as as Shadur Sanders, football player, quarterback of the Colorado Buffaloes. Like you, Danny Connell, you making me have to bump for Colorado. There's no reason for him to even again. So he started off, hey Junior. That set me off right then and there. Congrats on four wins in year one. Some advice for year two. Stop right there. That's a, that's hate. That's hate. That's hate. That's hate. That's hate. That's hate. That's big hate. Even past the hate. Boy, who the fuck asked you? Nobody asked for your opinion. Nobody said, what the hell is Danny Cannell saying? Nobody said, you know what? Nobody cares. DK receipts. You created your own hashtag. That's trash. Nobody cares. And yes, I know he's a, he's he's addressing Deion Sanders Jr. But still, you don't know me. You don't know anybody. And 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 sneaky to be fair, we could still say he he's why are you addressing a player to somebody that's not playing? Deion Sanders Jr. is is the oldest son. He is the multimedia runner. I think. Now that you pointed it out, Danny Cannell, dumbass, was trying to address Shador and address Deion Sanders Jr. He said, clean up your language. I'm sure your daddy doesn't approve. Boy, you get a whole lot of disrespect. Stop writing. No, he was talking to Deion Sanders Jr. Because he said, stop writing checks. Your little bros can't cash. Bro. Bro. You talk to the social media. You ain't talk to Florida social media. Mm, you ain't talk to Georgia social media. You ain't talk to... You ain't talked to Penn State. So ain't nobody ever talked to a social media person for a team ever. Why are you talking to him? He don't have nothing to do with your job. You're a commentator. You're supposed to talk about the people playing the sport. Expeditiously go to hell. (laughs) You're supposed to be talking about Florida State. Now, one thing that I will remind you, Danny Connell, well, there's a few things. Number one. Dion and Florida State do not bang with each other. Very clear. Uh, I forgot who asked him today about Florida State, how he felt. He said, hey, it's business. I'm recruiting against those guys. So, number one, Dion been sticking it to you. And that's the reason you're a little sensitive and you're a little hurt, Danny Cannell, number one. Now, I'm going to give you a name here because I'm an Atlanta Braves fan, and this is the person who you should always remember when you keep making these funny funny boy-ass comments. The, The name... Is Tim McCarver. Ooh! You keep playing with Dion, and you're going to end up Tim McCarver, I swear to God. Throw and that water on you. You don't know who Tim McCarver is? <laughs> then go ahead and do your Googles, search it up, and find out who he is, because you asking for it. Yeah, and, and Dion, Dion got eight toes, but he's staying eight toes down. He's going to throw, he gonna throw oh, that water oh, on you? Oh. <laughs> Yo, we, we give it to anybody. Here, bro. You can get it, dog. But yeah, let the I, hey man. Y'all Google Tim McCarver. Y'all Google Dion, and I see Danny Cannell. Now I got to root for Dion to hope that he wins so he can McCarver you, man. Imagine if they play in a bowl game next year. <laughs> I would love. Hey, like, Danny's on ACC Network for y'all that don't care. <laughs> Uh, he's on ACC Who has Network. ever said, I'm going to sit down and watch the, the ACC Network? 
Bro, the last time anybody cared about watching you, Danny Cannell, you played for Florida State. And you played in the pros. We didn't care about that. He did play in the pros. But Nobody cared about last The long. last time we cared about you was in Florida State, bro. He was a 30-year-old commentator. Like, you ain't make it long in the league. You a 27-year-old commentator. You don't <laughs> need to talk to Dion nor his family about anything. <laughs> the more you think about it, the more you put thought to this, you like, boy, you crazy. The more you the audacity off. <laughs> and I'm neutral on Colorado, but you finna make me be, hey, I'm finna have the damn buffs. Hoodie on playing <laughs> with you, Danny Cannell. Fucking clown. Exactly. Who the hell is watching the ACC network? Shade. I was going to say no shade, but shade. Hey, Danny Cannell relatives. <laughs> hey, y'all know I'm on TV tonight, right? No, Danny. Oh, well, let me turn away from One America Network, and I'll watch it today. <laughs> That's what we'll do. I got to put my red and white hat down. You don't say that nothing else ready. about nobody else. No, nah, man, you know, I remember I ride with the blacks now. You, you don't say nothing else about nobody else. I don't know. Let's ride. <laughs> but... <laughs> Call Cassidy, but yeah. uh, uh, Danny Cannell's just trying to keep Maybe relevant. You see, to rock. <laughs> you see, ESPN making him shut up, Danny. Shut up, <laughs> shut up. And you know what? All Dion's gonna do is continue to bully you. Yeah, like, and, and this is the worst part you got your own Florida State problems to be dealing with, but instead of dealing with them, you're gonna go talk to the Sanders family. Peace, and they don't even address you. Uh, they don't even address you. <laughs> hey, when he dumped that water on your head, though, I'm like, oh, you earned it. Yeah, man, let's move on to the end. We having a good show. We got good for Wait, hold on. Oh. Hold on. I want to give y'all an update. The Bengals and Jake Brown. First of all, Jake Brown is 19 of 21, 261 yards and a touchdown. He just threw an 80 yard touchdown there, to Jamar Chase. And looking like a murderer. He's not smiling. He's not happy. He is on the bench. Looking like I'm going to tear y'all up. And. Indiana Pacers just upset the Boston Celtics. Uh, and I think that puts them out. This knockout stage. Yeah, yeah. Well, the Celtics Porter are finals, out. They're in the the semifinals Pacers are still now. shaking and baking for the uh, in-season tourney. Hey, man. Halliburton. Best point guard in the league. Well, Man. Well, I mean. Nah, nah. Because Cedric, my brother, he, he swears. I was like, hey, he's a Halliburton. No way. This year, he said that this year. Yep. Um, last year, I would argue. Last year, I would argue down. This year, I mean, he just had another triple double. Another triple double. And famously, this is also the guy who bet on Zion Williamson. So there is that. Poke chop. But uh, let's move on to NFL. <laughs> let's move on. To NFL. Um, let's start out with our games of the week. I try to. So I try to make the list, like when you make the list, I try to put the most important games the five, the, besides besides conference out there. And, of course, the number one game was 49ers-Eagles. And Ooh. Debo Samuel, <laughs> Debo Samuel has everything. been standing on business, standing, uh, standing on business, as King said. Since last year, no, since King. King. since the clock struck zero 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 in the NFC Championship game, he said if Brock Purdy was healthy, this game would have gone totally different. Not only did he say that, he said y'all gonna see next year. And the 49ers 
they had a little hiccup where they lost two games, but for the most part have been absolutely dominating the NFC East, particularly they beat the Eagles 42, 19, and it could have been worse. It could have been worse. Did you watch this game? And yes, absolutely. Brock Purdy, 19 to 27, 314 yards. And that's one, two, three, four of them touchdowns. Uh, no interceptions, two sacks. Uh, four loss, four yards, negligible. Christian McCaffrey does it again, 17 carries, 93 yards, and another touchdown. All he does, I think they say he played, whatever he's played for the 49ers, he scored a damn near every game that he's played. Shout well, out they to broke Carolina the streak Panthers. earlier, remember? And they apologized to him. And then he fixed it. So, <laughs> shout out to the Carolina Panthers. You gave a man who scores one touchdown every game, and y'all barely score one touchdown every game. So, there's that. Uh, Debo Samuel, three carries for 22 yards, another touchdown. And this is where it gets real interesting. Four receptions. No, four targets. Four targets, four receptions. Four receptions, 116 yards, 116 yards, two touchdowns. So he caught four passes. 50% of them were touchdowns, and he scored, a, and he got 116 yards all in the process. I don't know what defense y'all was playing. I don't know what who was on the field, but get them off the field. Oh, I can These tell boys you. out there, find somebody new. He is whooping ass. You know what's funny? You think they didn't? They played every defense they could. Kyle Shanahan was out there wheeling and dealing. They played zone, he ran screen. They played man, Debo crossed the middle. They they played, they double teamed Debo. Go look at George Kittle's stats. George Kittle dominated them in the first half. Like Brandon Ayuk dominated. Brock Purdy and Shanahan. Seem to have found the magic, and they no, look he is the magic. Kyle Shanahan <laughs> is magical. If you go to Hogwarts <laughs> and you go to their athletic department, it's Kyle Shanahan and Mike Shanahan and baby Shanahan and new Shanahan and future Shanahan. It's magic over there. It is dark. They got the dark arts football team over there. They go over there and start calling plays, and you be like, do they have 13 people on the field? Not 12. It seems like they got two extra people on the field because people be so open. They outscored the NFC East 84-29, to and they still got to play the Giants and the Commanders. Who? <laughs> they may outscore the NFC East 150-29. to Prayerfully. Rarefully. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, the Giants are 10 times a tear. <laughs> and the Commanders, the Commanders are so dysfunctional. They traded away they, half of their defensive line, the only half that people care about. Then put out the data, Ron Rivera going to be fired at the end of the season. Why didn't you fire him in the trade deadline? You just, as stupid as my team Another is, zombie coach. Other, He's another zombie it, coach. Dead on arrival. As my team is, it's other people who find ways to out-stupid my team. And that takes a new level of stupidity. And we appreciate you for that. <laughs> so the 49ers dominated the Eagles. They've dominated the Cowboys in week five. Uh, but this game did not have – it was not without controversy. There were a lot of confrontation. There were a lot of words back and forth. And both these teams like to fight. Like, this is the one team I think Trent Williams could beat up anybody on earth. But I, at this point, I think the Eagles got just as many goons. And aside from what was on the field, 
the 49ers were trying to basically send a message and bully the Eagles. And this whole thing with Dre Greenlaw, the, the linebacker for the 49ers on the sideline, uh, in the interaction with Tom DeSandro, uh, the head of security, Eagle security staffer, um, where DeSandro's talking trash to him and Greenlaw looked like he punched him, but we all know if Greenlaw really wanted to punch him, that would not be the punch that he lands. It would be square flush to the jaw or nose. But uh, it seems like they had an interaction and both were eliminated. Uh, it was pretty ugly. So Greenlaw definitely got penalty. And for those that are watching, here it is right here. And security jumped in. And that's not his. That's not his. That's not your job. That's bro. not his job. You secure. You're supposed to secure the, the fans from the players. I don't I don't really like this. I really hate this, honestly. He's Nick you're, gonna lose, homeboy. you're losing a really good player for for a head security of security. Guy. For yeah, I, and he's he's gotta know Sirianni. They both got the Italian flag on the side of their hat. No, nah, nah, it don't that don't matter. You are you as the head coach are responsible for that guy. I don't care who's on that sideline, you're supposed to be responsible for them. I I I really don't like this. Um and it's embarrassing. Greenlaw got sent got sent to the showers. Y'all still got y'all ass. <laughs> they scored only he nine more points. <laughs> he was in there with his feet kicked up. Like, oh, my boys got this. I'll be showered and clean. We ready to hit the streets. And I'm in the streets in Philly. And play that dreams and nightmares when I get in the club tonight. <laughs> we here for an extra night. We finna turn this thing up. Yeah, Greenlaw. And okay. I'm telling y'all, I've seen people punch. I've been punched. I punched people. If he really that close wanted to hit him, he would have hit him. Hey, Greenlaw, next time I think you should put your hands on him. If you're going to get ejected, you're going to get suspended, might as well, whatever. Hey, you're going to get fired, too. We don't too. support violence, but we do support yes, we peace. Do. We and do it every week on the pregame. We do support violence every week on the pregame. <laughs> I wasn't trying to tell everybody, Reggie. Here you go telling the world. So Kyle Shanahan responds and says he just can't believe that someone uninvolved in a football game can taunt our players like that and put their hands in our guys' faces, and then we'll be the ones that are suspended. He's right. They're, I mean, ejected. Right. I don't think they should. I don't think Greenlaw should have been ejected because you nope. can't call a penalty on that. How can you eject a player for a penalty that you can't call? And you can't call. I mean, yeah. And man, let him fight. Since you want to <laughs> put your fingers all in his face, get right on over there. You know what? Y'all should. Get over there for 10 minutes and let no, not even 10 minutes. Three minutes. Let Have you been it. in a 10 minute fight? <laughs> Shit, that that's is. the reason I said no. You're three. <laughs> Greenlaw, tear that old ass. You get whooped ass out there playing with Greenlaw. You only need them one good punch for him. Them linebackers with 49ers are, are nothing. In peak with. physical not, condition. Not a, they punch. And, <laughs> and bad shit crazy like they not just regular linebackers they're notoriously like this defense is with it nah bro <laughs> let him fight next time and let him whoop his ass next time i'm for all of that Ooh, yeah man so that was the, the game of the week now the eagles more uh, ass whoopings. more ass whooping the eagles are in the midst of their hardest stretch of the season i think they play dallas next week or in a couple of weeks uh, and they, I think they still got to play the Giant. Uh, they have one more team to play. So I mean, overall, the Eagles are are still in a good position, but now the Forty ers on the tiebreaker for the number one seed in that 
remember it's only one buy now no two buys that's that's my biggest frustration with this whole situation is like eagles fans are like you got eagles fans of one or two things either like freaking out or not acknowledging that they got their ass whooped those are the only two eagles fans nobody's just like okay we lost but it's fine it's either hey the season is over or it's they just uh nothing happened and neither one of those are true you still got a good season. Everything is fine. But at the same time, y'all got your ass to up now. Y'all need to sit down with that and think about it for a long time. I will say it's funny. I I have I now understand how people watch and laugh and enjoy me talk about the tanks. Because seeing our friends that are Eagles fans and Cowboys fans go back and forth. Back and Let me tell forth. You. They're clear in here out, right out, now. Out, it's Kev and Sneaky clear. right now. I, Nope, nope. Uh, this, please clip this, and we're gonna put this on here. My, my line brother Zach talks so much trash about the Eagles and where how good they are and how they're the best team in football. And the 49ers don't stand a chance. And buckle up your chin strap to watch them be taken out at home and shellacked in this type of way. Oh man. And the thing is, you talk so much trash, you can't even come back and be humble because people only want to see your – they're playing for your downfall now. And nobody's going to take it easy on you. And, yeah, you better – Jalen Hurts is the best quarterback in the NFL. That's all I can tell you. That defense – and they missing players. That defense – they – they now, I will say, if they play again, I would expect that game to be much closer, more of a football game because – the 49ers were pumped up for this game. They they this was circled. They've been talking trash. They talked about it all offseason. They talked about it during the season. They was whooping teams' asses saying, Yeah, but when we get to the Eagles, though, y'all finna see something. They've been doing that. So this was been highlighted on their calendar. If I whoop somebody ass in the streets and that and you wake up in the morning and tell me, hey, if we fought again, I'd win. I don't care. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> With me and you knuckled up, I won. Hey, whatever you want to believe or think or whatever helps you sleep at night, cool. But Ooh, the last the time do play the me and you got together, it was only ass whooping. That's it. Next time, I see it in. That's it. But don't, I did. Don't wake I will up in the say- morning. If we do it again, then I'll probably, well, well, hey, I might not be interested in doing it again. I might be ready to take my W going home. I will say Shaq Leonard uh, did sign with the Eagles today. Uh, it was between the Eagles and the Cowboys. So that adds a little bit more fuel to the fire there. And they play Sunday night uh, coming up. I knew I was right. So uh, that will be an interesting game. They play the Cowboys, right? Cowboys are going to be victims. Yep. You have pit, you, you got, got a, a motivated Eagles team now. at the wrong <laughs> time, and Cowboys, you know, you guys are fragile as China. Well, we're gonna see about Dak now. Dak and CD. I ever since I said CD Lamb a liar, he's been like, okay, I'm gonna make you a liar. Scammathy, 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 scammathy. I like what they're doing. I like that I can tell people that y'all need to respect Dak a little bit more because I think that Dak gets a raw deal. I think that Dak has been an excellent draft pick for where did they got him. Now, and and I don't blame the overpay on on him. I blame the overpay on on Jerry. But outside of that, 
Really? You think? I mean, at this point, with the quarterback market it is now, there ain't no overpay. You about to see an overpay. <laughs> you about to see one. If he keep winning, you sure going to see one at the end of this season. <laughs> they already talking about it. They hey, said Dak about hey, to Jerry, be the highest player. Jerry, Jerry, <laughs> hey, bring me some – back that Brinks truck up again. I know you was tight last time. And this is what happens when you negotiate and play hardball, and he ended up playing through the contract, and now at the right time again, he's out playing the contract. That so now he's I about like. to get paid to be the highest. And you pay, y'all pay the Eagles screwed you because you paid Jalen Hurts all that money. So now you gotta and, pay Dak. And don't let Dak win this game. Oh yeah. <laughs> and that's the best part about this situation is like I get to watch Cowboys fans struggle with understanding what to do with Dak. And you know they're not gonna win a championship. But you know that they can still beat other teams and make it uncomfortable for them. It's the best case scenario. Hey, Falcons in the playoffs too, baby. You you know how they said with the uh, what was that the AFC North? If the playoffs ended today, then the entire AFC North would be in the playoffs. Well, if the playoffs if the playoffs started today, the Falcons would be the top seed of the NFC South. Respect my team. We done here. <laughs> so in the AFC, the AFC game of the week. The surprising game of the week was. Oh, uh, it's not a surprise. If you go back Saturday morning live, if you like to go back and look to see if we write about stuff, I told y'all this was the game to watch. This was it. Well, what I'm saying is at the beginning of the year, in the way that the oh, you would have never thought Texans Broncos would have been the game of the week, any week, right. one through seventeen. Um, mm-hmm. But Russell Wilson has been playing well. Sean Payton has been playing well. Oh, no. They tried to throw a throwback pass and got it intercepted. <laughs> this, this, sneaky, this is the most, uh, <laughs> what, is the, what are the Bengals doing? How do you throw an interception on a lateral? <laughs> Reverse double pass. Norwood, you out? You, do you hate, do you hate yourself? <laughs> This is self-hate. There was no need for this. Why in the hell would you do this? There is no logical, reasonable, respectful reason for you to do this. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, we are talking about, I told y'all we have live reaction to Monday Night Football as well, where the Bengals and the Jaguars are playing. And the Bengals in the first half, or is it the second half now, have run their second double reverse flea flicker. And this time... It got intercepted before they could throw the ball down the field. <laughs> I, I, for the and life of me, just right can't tool. understand how you. <laughs> and I, I, I want to give a shout out to one of my old teammates. I remember when our coach tried to do something stupid like this. Right at halftime in the cross creek game, he wanted to run a reverse at the end of the half. My boy Phil said, hell no. And I think that y'all players need to find y'all old agency and do the same. When coaches start calling stupid plays like this, you got to stand up for yourself and say, we're not doing this. Because <laughs> if anybody with any level of common sense should have been like, no, we're not running the double halfback flea flicker. Bro, no. Just run a regular play, dog. Why y'all You're be trying, trying to, to throw the ball with everybody but the quarterback? Y'all are trying to lose a game that you should win. Calvin Ridley. Oh. Played him out at the one. But, yeah, they deserve to lose this game. Um, Back to the AFC uh, the game of the week, the Texans and the Broncos. The Texans won 22-17. Uh, the Texans, 
The Texans have gotten some confidence. They're a young team. I think they're the second or third youngest team in the league behind the Packers. Uh, who got the dub too? Um, Coach but, of the. But them boys are standing that. on business, is what they, is what CJ Stroud said. They things got well, eaten. Well, Anderson will stand on your head if you if your lineman don't block. How about that? And they going at it. The lineman going at it, and it was three nothing. And this was in the first quarter. And this game, I mean, it was some hitting going on the whole game. It was pads popping, as they say. On yeah, as they, the boomer used to say. Chris Berman. Um, so as he said, uh, CJ said, he said, I'm not going to let someone come and push me around, especially not in my house. Like Drewski said, I'm going to stand on business. I love that he said that. He knew that I was going to get clipped up. As soon as you say something like that, you know that. But even that, the fact that you have, oh, my God, this is so, oh, this is so awful. Oh, they called it a touchdown? Okay. This is like Barnum and Bailey Circus on <laughs> on uh, uh, Monday Night Football. <laughs> is this a stupid off? Is this a stupid off? This got to be a stupid off. Y'all oh my just God. <laughs> the the Dagwash just tried a. Oh, that's a touchdown. Yeah, that's a touchdown. <laughs> but anyway, back to it. Um. The fact what this tells me about CJ Stroud is one, he's come in to take ownership of the team off top. This is my team. I'm not going to, this is my house. I'm not going to allow you to, to, I'm not going to allow you to push me around in my house. They have empowered him to be, this is your franchise. And it seems like, and boy, this just makes the Panthers look dumber and dumber. Seems like he is the leader of the franchise that you need from the, from the way that he carries himself, the way that he leads, the, the way that he meshes with the coaches, the fact that he has prison reform on his cleats, he's very in tune with the community, uh, he's very down to earth, he's God fear. Like anything you could want in a leader in American society is what you want in CJ Stroud. I like it. I like CJ Stroud. Um he's in the right situation at the right time. And the, the the best thing that I can say is I hope he takes advantage of it. You got the right coach. He's he's the right guy. I think he's coach of the year. You know, people are like, oh, look at the Panthers. Look at Houston. Houston has a roster of players yeah. who are young, mm-hmm. but very interesting. Mm-hmm. Steamley, Petre, uh, Mechie, uh, Pierce, Stroud, Will mm-hmm. Anderson. They got it. Nico Collins had nine catches for 70-something yards in, in three, two touchdowns. Like all of those guys are well. Unfortunately, though, Tank Dell ended up having his seat. He had a, he was on pace to basically be the runner up for offensive rookie of the year behind the quarterback. Yeah. Um, but his his season is now over. He had a fractured fibula after he scored a touchdown. Um, so thoughts and prayers, T's and P's out to Tank Dell as well as the Houston Texans. He was visibly distraught and sad. They put his they put his leg up immediately. Now, what I don't understand is why they ain't put no soft cast on there early. They just holding the leg. Where the soft cast at? They got a soft. You know they got a soft cast. Where the soft cast? Yeah, you're right. I mean, you're correct. I don't. I don't have another answer for that <laughs> other than you're right. Um, this is this is disappointing, man. But heal up. 
And this team, once they get everybody healthy at the same time, this is a team you're going to want to avoid. As much as I'm going to say it every week, I hate the Texans organization. I like their players. I like their players. I like their coach. Um, Once again, this is another African-American head coaching job where they just disinfect all the bad that this organization has done historically. And I guess we got to support it because we support African-American head coaches. It's life. Yeah, you know, rock with the blacks. Uh, So (laughs) the Texans, those were the two games of the week. And then we talked about in the pregame, we talked about how bad refereeing has been across the sports. We talked about the UFC fighter. They got knocked unconscious and they didn't stop the fight for like 10 more punches. Uh, we talk about baseball, how they were going to do do away with uh, umpires and bring in artificial intelligence to cut down on the errors made. Uh, basketball, I don't even, we don't even, at this point, you just kind of watch the game. Refereeing is refereeing. Um, although Scott, we talked about Scott Foster and CP3, like you have that type of stuff. Well, the Packers, the NFL had to get in on it because the Packers versus Chiefs game on Sunday night, I don't know. I counted five or six missed calls in like one half of a quarter. They are running the ball. But uh, so the Packers ended up winning this game 27-19. It was a pretty even game, and the difference was Kansas City turned the ball over one time. The Packers had no turnovers. Jordan Love played really well. Played really well. Um, Wait, hold on. Let, let's make sure we say something here. Congratulations on the on the Packers. You found your new quarterback. You've had the best luck, and I'm going to just say it, it's got to be luck, to continuously find Why? your quarterback right when you need him. Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers to Jordan Love. When you say right when you meet him, what do you mean? When you need him, like right when Aaron Rodgers out the door, he goes on to his new greener pastures. No pun intended. Here comes your guy, right on time, developed, ready. That's luck, though. Developed and ready to play. I don't think that's luck. I think they create their own luck. They didn't wait for Aaron Rodgers to to get to the door. They showed him the door when he was flip flopping and he wanted all the extra money. They said, you know what, Jordan Love. And he kept going. They and they danced with him for three years, and then it was like so. In those three years, he's developing. They did the same thing to Aaron Rodgers, which is why everybody doesn't really like what Aaron Rodgers did in Green Bay with Brett Favre. Brett, he was there for two two years, I believe, two or three years, and then Brett Favre left and went to where the Jets. Yeah. So, but and the Jets. So, I mean, I don't think it's luck. They they are like, look, you're 35. We're playing the odds. Even if you want to stay here and play until you retire, we're going to develop this other dude because eventually you're going to leave. And they knew Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers wasn't com- hasn't been committed for five seasons. He be playing. Be playing. You play so, um, Now, this game was out without controversy. At the end of the game, um, with Kansas City trying to go back, go down and drive and uh, uh, tie the game, Patrick Mahomes on second and 10 scrambled and basically had and made a dash to the first down line. And he was met by Jonathan Owens, the DB at the first down marker while Patrick Mahomes was in bounds 
and they called personal foul after the Chiefs lobbied it. All I can really say is tough luck. That's Michael Jordan. Like, that's LeBron James. Like, if anything is borderline, they're going to give him the call every time. Was it the right call? Absolutely not. Patrick Mahomes did not go out of bounds. He tried to get the first down. He did not give himself up. Well, it's still football. I, hey. And that's exactly what I said was you have to understand all of the things that play here. You're right. Mahomes is clearly inbound. But you have to know that if I hit Mahomes, that's my ass that's going to be on the line. It's not right, but it's what do we talk about every time, Reggie? Situational awareness. Mm-hmm. It's what it is. You're not aware, then you let these. As soon as I said it, I was, oh, that's the reason you look crazy <laughs> like that. As yeah. um, soon as I saw I was like, he's not wrong, but he's wrong. Yeah. You and again, I ride with the blacks. Black quarterbacks ain't never got that call before. It was only Tom Brady. It was only Peyton Manning. It was only Drew. Oh, Green. so you happy he got it? Hey, hey! Listen, we we got some progress. <laughs> we got some progress. Listen, you hit the black quarterback late, we throwing the flag. Listen, I'm all for it. We riding with the blacks. Let's go. Uh, 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 now, even more egregious here, though. We ride together, we die together. Black quarterbacks for life. <laughs> you, are, you are crazy as hell, man. So, now, this was ugly, though. I will say that this was really ugly. Um, that's good for the goose, good for the gander. That's good. See, Nessa be right on time with the ad-libs. Um, so, at the, end, <laughs> at the end of the game, Patrick Mahomes had Valdez Scantlin open for the game time touchdown open or at least to get him within two because they had to go for two and it was clear oh, pass interference they did not call pass interference on carrington valentine on this play mind you the ball is still in the air it's not even in the frame and he jumped on his back and they just said huh. it is what it this is this is a legitimate piggyback ride he is <laughs> On this man's back before the ball even arrives near, like, anywhere near catchable. And I don't have an answer for this other than this is just a terrible call. This is really bad. <laughs> At the worst time. This changed the man, game. And when I saw it, I was like, oh, my goodness, son. I mean, you got bailed out. You you got fully bailed out. This was a terrible defensive play. This is a terribly timed play. This is a play where typically – Patrick Mahomes, you let Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes. And this is where the Buffalo Wild Wings people failed. You're supposed to hit the red button. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Call the penalty, and then Mahomes scores, and then they put that on ESPN. Mahomes shocks them again. Y'all blew it. Yeah. Uh, I feel like this was a makeup call because this happened not too long after the rough in the past. I heard penalty. that. A lot of people said that. I don't like makeup calls because that just means you made two stupid penalties. I mean, <laughs> two you did calls. something stupid twice. Instead of saying, all right, well, I'm going to do something stupid once and not do it again, I'm going to do something else even more stupid later. Yeah, man. So, but that was a good game. Uh, you know, the yeah, Chiefs are in Chiefs such fan. a bad division. And I ain't going to say bad division because the Broncos are still there. But everybody else well, is off. I say, boy, we are in the NFC South. We are. <laughs> Life feet, life feet, life feet, life feet, life feet. The Chargers, awful. 
The Raiders, awful. Although they play hard, but they still awful. And then you got the Broncos, mid. And you have Jordan. So, I mean, you know, outside Patrick Mahomes. I don't, I don't think. We I think, I think the NFC South can beat some of them teams over there. Woo! No, Lord. No, Lord. No, Lord. No, Lord. No, Lord. No, no. Let's just be real. We're not beating the Broncos. We're not beating Mahomes. You don't think we're beating the Broncos? No, 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 no. no. I said outside of Mahomes. The other three teams, I think the NFC. Any, oh, no. I don't. I don't think that. I think that Russell Wilson is playing better than all the rest of the quarterbacks in the NFC South together. I think you could add up all, <laughs> all of the stats of all the rest of the quarterbacks, and he washing and drying them as an old man. Man, huh? I get out here and play horse with you for a little bit if that's what y'all want to do. Y'all young, y'all young bloods want to get out here. Man, Russell yeah. wasn't tell. Baker, Ritter, Heineken, Bryce. That boy Carl, called him Heineken. That boy called him Jameis. <laughs> anybody, anybody can get it. Let's be real here. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't, uh, I ain't playing on the, the OGs like that. Y'all got it. Yep. But moving on, man. The rest of the league, so. We gonna talk about this team in the the Pittsburgh Steelers. They beat the Patriots, but we ain't really talking about them. Um, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, I'm sorry, wrong one. The Pittsburgh Steelers beat the Patriots, but in they all everything you put up there is a scam. Let me just tell you that. Don't I don't know what is. Don't you worry about a thing. <laughs> I don't know if you're happy or sad that Kenny Pickett got hurt. He has not been good. Oh, can, uh, I can tell you who is happy is George Pickens. George Why? Pickens anybody else. Play Why? Play you think he wants Mitchell Trubisky? Because that's who's starting. I, I think that he was getting closer to punching uh, Kenny Pickett. I think that at least he got a new <laughs> person was. to repiss him he off. Was, he was he was mad. When Kenny Pickett called two timeouts on the first drive of the game. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> George said, Pickens oh, took that no. man outside make you see a man by the dog real quick. <laughs> uh, you do this one more time, me and you, we finna get out here. How the old people say it? And wrestle, man. <laughs> he gonna wrestle here for a minute. The Patriots, man. So the Patriots and the Steelers played. Uh, that was the Steelers won. Somehow, Mike Tomlin and the Steelers are in second place in the division. <laughs> With Kenny Pickett at quarterback. Put him in the Hall of Fame. Right I, when now. I tell you that Mike Tomlin is a soothsayer, when I tell you he's a magician, when I tell you he's another I'm sorry, who, they didn't play the Patriots. They uh played uh somebody else. But go ahead. He is a person who deserves to be in the Hogwarts athletic department. I don't know <laughs> what he was doing or how he made it happen, but he finds a way to win games when there is no way to win games. And I don't know what to say other than congratulations. Uh, he is that man is a, he's now, something, man. For sure he's something. I, like I said, I support the blacks and Mike Tomlin. But I he am is not watching I am not watching this game. Sucks. But I'm that not watching team this sucks game. sucks so bad. I am not watching Taylor Baylor Zappy. What's his name? Tyler Zappy? Taylor Zappy? Brent Zappy? No. Uh um Bailey Zappy. I <laughs> One of them, Taylor Baylor Bailey. It was he hey. needed to change his name to fourth quarter because that's the only time he played. When Mac Jones get fired, he was like, "Hey, bring Zappy out here. We need him." You gonna watch Zappy versus Mitchell Trubisky on Thursday Night Football? There's I, I I may watch this game to laugh. 
I may watch this, this game is, to laugh. This is the game that you kind of laugh and bet on. You be like, oh, let's see how stupid this can be. We should bet a six yeah, pack I, on this game. <laughs> and our, oh, wait, wait, wait. Let's let's stay here for a minute. Let, what can we do here with this? <laughs> this game is awful. You can't. Oh, we have two incompetent offenses. For every 10 points, a shot taken on Monday night. I am off on Friday. Oh, taken on Monday night. Mm, I am not off on Tuesday. <laughs> but for every 10 points, I mean, how many shots do you think you're taking? You think you're taking? I mean, well, we can't take that many because the Patriots are the first team since 1938 to lose that, three straight games. That's the reason I'm trying to like, I think we can bet something here and it can be safe. Because I mean, they that's the opposite of the I. That's the Iowa game bet. <laughs> You'd be better to bet uh, uh, for every scoreless quarter you take two shots. <laughs> no, I don't. I, I don't want to hurt myself either. That's, <laughs> that's the reason I was like, All right, we can find us a good old man gentleman bet here and just make it happen. But I did want to bring this up while you think of a bet. I did want to bring this up because. Bill Belichick is stabbing himself in the heart over and over again. If Bill Belichick decides to not, if Bill Belichick decides to give up the general manager, uh, uh, the general manager, oh, he ain't gonna do that. The president uh, responsibilities and hire a young, good offensive coordinator. He can still coach defense. Now, who he played wasn't great, but you still held three teams to 26 points. You didn't allow more than 10 points on defense with a roster where, hell, your first round pick is hurt. We don't know anybody else on that team. You don't, I, don't, I can't name anybody else other than Matthew Judon on that defense. Nobody. Oh, uh, he's hurt with Christian Gonzalez. Well, I said he's hurt. I said your your number one pick rookie is hurt. So there's oh, nobody yeah. else on that defense that you can say is on that team. Bill Belichick defensively is coaching pretty well. But, boy, you look so bad with them quarter. First with no offensive coordinator, then with offensive coordinator, then you decide to play Mac Jones, then you went and got Bailey Zappi, then you did bench Matt Jones, then you play Bailey Zappi, then you bench Matt Zappi, you go back, you might as well run the wing T. When you do all it's, of that. It's the fact that you always go fight. Like, Mac Jones going to get fired in the third quarter of every game. Bro, they lost six. I don't. I don't even watch the games, and I know he's going to get fired. Uh, 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 he's going to get fired right about now. Fire. Fire, son. So, yeah, for me, it's just become par for the course. Mac better hit that transfer portal. That's what they about to tell you. Because oh. <laughs> he ain't about Mac to get traded. They, he gonna be what you agent. are is a socially acceptable Anglo-Saxon human. So <laughs> you better just... Disappear oh. into the background. Did you see there? the Instagram post of him as a real estate agent? And it said, this is his next move. <laughs> well, you know how I feel about Bama quarterbacks. They the best. They Nobody going to own a dealership quite like a Georgia quarterback or a Bama quarterback. Amen. And I'm going to throw, throw Florida in there, too, because Chris Lee actually has 
Champagne dealership. In but yeah, Florida? if you're an SEC quarterback, you're probably going to own a car dealership in whatever town you probably won a championship in or you had the most success. Yep. Yep. The yep. best of times is the worst of times. That's all the time you got, my friend. If you didn't know, <laughs> if you didn't know, we've been working on, and really Norwood, because this is his catchphrase. I think he should put it on the shirt. Who told y'all? I told y'all. Norwood says that every time that a point of his is proven. And I'll try not to say that a lot, but there's one team I'm going to say it about every damn week because all you bums down there below the sea level decided to come in my inbox and say that the Saints was going to beat the Falcons and you out of your mind. And I told y'all, I've been telling y'all, it's the same thing. Y'all, y'all are insane. Y'all keep doing the same thing, expecting different results. The Saints lost to the Lions again, a loss to the Lions, which is as closer than it should have been. It was 21 nothing with six minutes left in the first quarter. And Michael Thomas, who I told you I was going to get hurt. I told you I was going to get hurt. I told you. It's out for the year. They have to rely on Chris Olave, who's coming back from a concussion. And on top of that, Norwood told you all about Derek Carr. And you know why? And now the rest of the league is starting to catch up about Derek Carr because what? He got booed while checking in for a non-quarterback playing quarterback. You know what? This is... I've, I've never seen anybody really consistently stop that play. Exactly. Ooh. The fans here are booing. That's the one thing that has worked so far today. <laughs> First of all, I want you to understand what that man just said. He said the best motivation that your team has had all game is your own fans booing. <laughs> um, that's time for me to put my wine away for the night. I'm done drinking. Uh, I got this one last glass, but I want to be sober enough to celebrate you guys being terrible. Um, <laughs> you had no business paying this, man. He was a bum in Las Vegas. Somehow they found an even worse alternative. Um, that in <laughs> itself is an accomplishment and a failure at the same time. And let's look up and see what we pay. Well, not we, because as, as bad as my quarterback is, we're not paying him a ton of money. That makes me feel a lot better about my team and it allows us to spend money other places. But let's see exactly what the Saints are getting and what they're paying for here, ladies and gentlemen. Stand by. Ooh, four well, years, you $150 million for Derek Carr. Let me he tell you He still has that left? How many years left on the contract does he have? Oh, y'all don't have an out until 2026. So thoughts and prayers. But we're not years. thinking or praying of you right now. We're, we're thinking... Of praying, P R E Y I N G on you. Oh, oh man, boys, I love about to get this. Is best case scenario, best case scenario. I told y'all, Louisiana Panthers. folks don't play about it. <laughs> hey, and I'm gonna tell you 30 million dollars next year. How does that gonna feel? High dead cap 60 million, dead cap next year 52 million, cap hit next year 35 million, 2025 cap hit. $45.7 million, baby. It sounds like Alvin Kamara getting traded. Traded? Running out of there. Y'all, <laughs> hey. And you, you want to know what? Yes, praying on your downfall. Um, You know what makes this even more beautiful? Jameis is a better quarterback. We said that all season. Before y'all got Derek Carr. They won a game when Derek Carr got hurt. No, they didn't. They lost that game. Y'all should run Jameis out there and see what you got first. 
and you didn't. You went with the guy who's been a scam his whole life. His brother was a scam. Um, nah, yeah. I don't agree with that. Brother wasn't a scam. His brother got sacked like 90 times in a 16-game season. Well, duck, man. That's you can't you can't. 90 sacks is six almost six sacks a game, which means you get hit. That means you get hit 12 to 18 times. I don't say that, but um, in other news, they were so mad that they took they they took their frustrations out on the NFL chain crew. My man got a broke leg and a dislocated knee in the collision, and it did not show it. Where a Saints player ran into him, so uh, we will say, "Hey, Nick Piazza, you you didn't deserve that." It's just that team's so stupid; they don't know who to tackle. <laughs> got no respect for them. No bums. respect for you bums. I bums. told y'all y'all's trash. Bums. I told y'all. you just you just you. Oh my god! And y'all got a hundred. Four years, $150 million has to be nauseating, and I love it. That's another team. We're just going to dance on your grave. Hey, so the Rams beat the beat the Browns and that defense and put up 36 points at home. Matt Stafford was 22 of 37, 279 yards, and three touchdowns. Puka Nakua finally resurfaced. I ain't going to say finally. Uh, got in the end zone, and yeah, I – Why are you playing? He like top five. He like, he like tops. Not top five. He might like be top seven in receiver yards. It missed games. I don't. Cooper Cup Junior Junior. How was I? Didn't see the game. I know you said Joe Flacco played. Was Joe Flacco? I mean, he put nineteen points. Hey Flacco. Hey, I'm gonna tell y'all this. Flacco played better than Deshaun Watson. He was ready when they called Flacco and he got off of his ass and got off of the sofa and said, "Hey, I need to play for the Cleveland Browns." He looked prepared. Deshaun Watson had needed 85 games to prepare from a lot of good massages. <laughs> yeah. I guess I Flacco I is going to be the starting quarterback until DTR comes back. I, I, I mean, need to be the st- I think that out of all the quarterbacks I've seen play for the Browns, he's been the best over the last. He Flacco been the best quarterback I've seen play for the Browns since since Baker. I, I don't know what the Rams are, though. I don't know. Oh, yes, you do. You saying that you don't know what they are means you know exactly what they are. They're mid. a train wreck. Mid? <laughs> no, they're not even mid. They're they're in a situation where they have to figure out what. they don't. You don't have any basis for a future in this team. Everybody was laughing when they was like, kiki, 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 fuck them picks. Now what you got? You have no Well, I mean, future. it paid off because they got the ring, but. After that, like, I hate that that it paid off that you got the ring. I think that there is a world where you could have kept your team. I mean, you could have kept your quarterback. You could have kept your picks, and you could have had a future. Now you got the ring, so congratulations. But you have no future. Yeah, nothing. But I mean, you hit on Puka. You got Puka Nakua. You didn't hit on Puka Nakua. Sean McVay can make anybody into a world beater. I keep trying to tell y'all that. And that's not a that's not a side to Puka Nakua because at the end of the day he's executing on the game plan that has been provided to him. But I think that the 49ers, especially in this deep ass wide receiver draft, they could pick four or five Puka Nakua's again. They have to go get a quarterback eventually. They got to get a they no, got to get a quarterback. Matt that's that's your future. What's his What's hold his contract? Down. What's his contract? P-O- I don't. Pop hold it down. They're not no, gonna look. um. They're not gonna renew him. 
Well, he don't want to renew himself. He should have retired after the I'm a firm believer he should have retired after the uh Super Bowl. Oh boy. You wanna know what he get paid next year? Thirty one million dollars. How many more Dead years? Caps. They have it out to twenty twenty six. Thirty one million dollars. Twenty seven million dollars. Woo. Well, they hope they gonna hope he retire. <laughs> they gonna I mean, hope he retire before that. You gonna would you retire with fifty eight million dollars? Left. But if I'm the, I mean, you, you're going to take a beating for them two years because they ain't got nobody to go improve the offensive line. Like, you don't get beat down. And you playing yeah, the 49ers and the Seahawks? Whoop me. I don't <laughs> live million. Million. <laughs> Oh, man. This so is, then in the this rest is of the most money. Like, I mean, yeah, this is the most money he's going to make. Yeah, this is this was his end of, end of his contract. Oh, wow. The Dolphins are still 9-3. Uh, so moving on, man. Talk, speaking about the Dolphins, they played the Commandos. Updates. Somehow the Bengals are still fighting. Joe Burrow, you been hiding this man somewhere? What the hell? Yeah, I mean it's still in the Y'all game. Y'all should have definitely played the first five games without Joe Burrow if he was gonna play this good. Shit, Joe. But the Dolphins played the the Commanders, and. Ooh. Exactly what happened. We knew it was gonna happen. They beat them 45-15. Uh Tyreek had two touchdowns. Devon Achen had two touchdowns. Moster had a touchdown. Van Ginko had a touchdown. And people are like, Well, what about Waddle? I'm like, come on, dog. That's seven, that's six touchdowns. I mean, you only got four quarters. You only have so many possessions. <laughs> the man get a break. God damn. <laughs> like two or hard probably got time throwing some. <laughs> ain't gonna stop nobody. But like the really game, nobody, of, huh? but really, we knew this was gonna happen. But really, of what this is, Terry McLaurin, who, if you remember, Norwood said Terry McLaurin wasn't that good. Um, <laughs> Shamadon, 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 <laughs> and I feel bad for him now because as I don't think that he's a world beater, but running cardio is hell, bro. If you run, especially as a guy who runs good routes, like you just out here running pristine routes, and and you know you never get the ball. That sucks. So, so what he's talking yes. about running cardio, Terry McLaurin had zero receptions on like two targets the whole game. And this was his response to actually to the game when they asked how he felt out there. Uh, but yeah, it's frustrating. I'm not going to quit, but yeah, it's frustrating. Nah, I ran a lot of cardio. So it happens. It's, it's, it, you know, it comes with it when it's, when it's tough. But yeah, it's frustrating. I'm not going to quit, but yeah, it's frustrating. Nah, I ran a lot of cardio. So <laughs> boy, big man. Boy, big mad, and I, I would be too. But you knew this was gonna happen, though. Like eventually, you knew you played the Dolphins. You don't have enough firepower at quarterback to keep up. You have enough firepower, period, on offense to keep up. Um, you could have a legitimate fire and not have enough firepower. <laughs> you could be out there with a flamethrower and not have enough. Speaking of fire, uh, Ron Rivera. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Ron, is. <laughs> Ron Rivera, I call this the zombie coach. The coach that knows they're going to be fired at the end of the year, but due to their pride and to their commitment and loyalty to the team, they are going to allow, or he's asked, are they going to allow Ron to Rivera <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, to coach the rest of the season? And we knew this was going to happen. We said earlier in the podcast, hey, they traded away your two, arguably two of your best defensive players in two days. 
That means as a defensive coach, you're out of there. my starting defensive line <laughs> and then ask me to come to work. I'm going to tell you to hold a certain part of my body. <laughs> and if you know what that is, then you know what it is. You don't. <laughs> then you don't. <laughs> For me, uh, I'm less than Val. <laughs> At the end of the day, I want y'all to understand something. I'm less than Val, son. <laughs> that comes with a certain level of respect. And when I feel like disrespect has got to a paramount point, I got to let you know that. You got to get the hell away from me. Yeah. It, and Ron Rivera's dead man walking. Uh, they right. probably Go are. home and spend time with your family, Ron Rivera. Get your rest. <laughs> you know what you're finna do when you're finna quit a job? Now, Reggie, Reggie has been an excellent company man. He worked with this company for a very long time. Me, I consider myself a mercenary. <laughs> when it's time for well, me you're in a mercenary industry else. though you're in a mercenary industry yeah that's too fair 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 very fair but when it's time for me to go i ain't doing nothing but preparing a resume and gathering my things and i'm doing them at the same time i'm scooping and writing scooping and writing <laughs> <laughs> and i don't want to leave nothing behind because y'all won't see me again <laughs> that's it and ron yes, you sir. need to be scooping and writing well, they about to, what you mean? It's scooping. He don't need to do nothing. They about to out by fire that man. Listen, on the last day, he go he gonna key card himself out. Bleep. Hey, I left my no, you didn't. Don't even worry about it. Bleep. I don't know why you wait. Don't wait. <laughs> oh, Sacramento gave up the lead. Pelicans back in this. Okay. Hey, shout out to Adam Silver. I'm a skeptic. If y'all know anything about me, oh Lord, my natural position. And opinion in life is skepticism. I was skeptical about this in in season tournament. We the guys looks like we're gonna get our second playoff game of the night, fellas. Yeah. And ladies, shout out to Nestle. We support women who support sports. <laughs> oh yeah. And finally like, to end it all. Oh, my bad. Uh finally to end it all, the Colts won. They beat the tech the Tennessee Titans 31-28. Uh Michael Pittman Jr. Michael Pittman Jr. Ah, he keeps flashing. Eleven catches, hundred and five yards, game winning TD. Uh, uh, Samson. Now this is, I believe, the second game without after cutting Leonard. Um, Samson Ebucom had two sacks. He's been playing well, and Shane Steichen has them in the thick of the playoff of a playoff run as the Indianapolis Colts. That is impressive. Now. And they are right there with the Texans, if I'm not mistaken. I want to be very clear when I say this. Number one, Philadelphia. Mm. You miss this guy. Mm -hmm. You miss him. You miss mm -hmm. him. You miss him. Now, there's nothing you could do because that's what happens when you have good assistants. They go on and find good head coaching jobs. Also. That makes you a good coach, too. Yep. Colts, you found your guy. Lock him in, re-lock him in. Don't let he coaching his mess this ass up. <laughs> He's he lost Anthony Richardson. That was an unfortunate string of events. From there, he continues to coach and win games with Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew deserves a job somewhere else. This can't be the job, but he deserves a job somewhere. As long as uh Danny DeVito is coaching. For the Giants, ah, that don't look good either. That yeah, looks Trevor real bad. Ooh. Uh, as, as long as Danny DeVito is playing quarterback, ooh. <laughs> Pause. Wee. 
Time out. Trevor yeah, Lawrence just went down in a heap. He got the back of his foot stepped on in the Achilles area, and then his leg gave out and stayed up under, folded up under him. He fumbled. I think it was recovered, but he is down. Down, down. That. Are you are you down? Are you down? Are you all the way down? That I looked bad. I hate in this way, but yeah, this they went immediate to me. This looks. I'm gonna. I'm gonna tell you exactly what this looks like. Wow, you quoted Drake on that. I did not. <laughs> it it looks like Achilles or Aaron ACL. Rod- it look. It looks like Aaron Rodgers. The court, like just like we saw Aaron Rodgers. He stood up. He couldn't stand up. He sat down. You can see the frustration on his face. He chucked the helmet. And I'm gonna tell you this. This is worst case scenario for the Jaguars. The absolute worst case scenario. You know, I've already had my own level of questions when it comes to those guys. So that part. But I don't I don't know. Thoughts and prayers, of course. We don't want nobody to be injured. If even, you know, our opinions are our opinions, but we don't want nobody to be hurt, hurt. Uh, especially in the middle of a really good game. But yeah, you are the Eagles, y'all are missing Shane Steichen. Shane Steichen is, is coaching really well. Coach and, a hey, coach of the year candidate. If not for D'Amico Ryans, he should be coach of the year. And I, I, if he wins the division, be, it's a dog fight because he's doing the Gardner Minshew. You're doing it with CJ Stroud. You. And I will say to end it on that, to end this football segment, we've come to the end of the football segment of episode 120, 131 of the splash cast, the around the league edition Monday night. Raw, we appreciate y'all for tuning in. Like, follow, subscribe. Yes, that was an infomercial, but shout out. I, we don't like, uh 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 what's the owner Ursay? We don't like him. But yeah. this is and we don't like the Houston Texans owners, but they got some good operations in place. Them GMs, they made the right hires, they're making the right moves, uh they're making the right draft picks in terms of the Texans, they're making the right uh audibles and adjustments in terms of the 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 Colts. Um that's what happens when you have good leadership and you're and you your coach is in tune with the general manager. Boy, that looks bad. Ooh, they keep showing it. Dang, they keep showing it. But, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we come to the end of the football segment. Y'all stay tuned. Give us about 30, give us about 30 seconds. Uh, listen to the Splashcast 24-pack. We'll be back with our final segment, our hoops, football around the league. Y'all stay tuned. Ooh, like he was all right, though. Yeah, I don't think it's that bad. I think yeah. it don't look... The knee collapse is what's scary. And and the rest of the action. Yep. Yep. And they missed the field goal. We'll be right back, y'all. Y'all stay tuned. We're back, ladies and gentlemen, with our final segment of the uh, episode 131 of Splashcast Monday Night Raw. Oh, unbelievable. Well, y'all let this man who was probably coaching Little League football yesterday be the coach. I mean, be the quarterback now. Oh, man. Next, Kurt Warner. I'm going to let you know right now that all of that you did. Uh, it's definitely recorded. <laughs> That's eight. That's all oh. right. I got a good playlist. Let me tell y'all this. One thing <laughs> that I never questioned is my playlisting abilities 
are undefeated. Undefeated. I listen to the music. I tell y'all where the fire is. And then from there, it's up to you to do what you want to with it. Well, I mean, the Jaguars. I see y'all, I see y'all stealing my music, though. I ain't going to point out nobody, but I see y'all stealing it, posting it on your Instagram. I seen you. I'm going to leave it there. Oh, you talking about JLB? Yeah. Um, no, no. Oh, I didn't see that. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just causing a ruckus. Uh, That's a shit. <laughs> I will say. He's finna make me get in the chat. <laughs> Who did it? Who did I demand the answer? The Bengals, man. The Bengals really about to pull this game out. Four minutes left, 28-28. The Jaguars are about to be the Jaguars. But let's get back to our hoop segment, man. Uh, not a lot to talk about. In-season tournament was great today. Uh, like we said before, I believe that this is probably now here to stay because they had success on it. Um the guys are playing tough. Nobody's really sitting out. I don't know if it's part of the rules or whatever, but they are not sitting out the in-season tournament, and we've had great basketball. Uh, this is great, man. I, I really, really, really have enjoyed it, and I was the most skeptical one. I was like, this don't make no sense. That is the part where I will say, I, I as a person, like, we look at a lot of sports. We got to be honest. We didn't believe in this. Hell, we didn't got on here and talked about how little we understood about this. But at the end of the day, to get playoff level basketball before the new year, I don't care how you got it to me. Thanks. Oh, man, my bad. I thought I had the graphic up. Yeah, so, I mean, it's been pretty dope. The in-season tournament actually started in terms of single elimination, started tonight. The Pacers, as we said, we just watched defeat the Celtics. And right now, the Kings and the pelicans are playing and i think are the pelicans still up and it's chippy balance judas and trey murphy is at it what's or the trey score Lyles, excuse me uh i think last time i saw it was 53 48 i see red velvet and yeah trey Lyles and Jonas balance who's winning uh, are the pelicans but the king started up yes 53 45 sacramento started out super hot they eventually cooled off the Pelicans have have continued to play good basketball, and now there's an official review on if this is a tech or not. I don't think. Oh, yeah, yeah. You put your hand in his head. You put your. I don't know if it was like a. It was like a mush. It wasn't a punch, or a poke to the top to the back of the head. But you probably gonna get a tech for that, rightfully so. Yeah. But uh, as I said, now I believe tomorrow is the Knicks and the Bucks, which is a good game, and the Lakers and the Suns, which depending, I don't, I don't know what the Suns are doing. We ain't really got no for real, for real news to talk about other than the in season tournament. We got a couple other things we're gonna talk about with like LeBron and Ime Udoka, um, Mitchell Robinson, I mean, and then we got KJ Adams. But I don't really understand what the Suns are doing with Bo Bo. Like he's played like he's averaging like two minutes a game. I'm gonna let hey I certain things I have to let figure out. But I will say this in season tournament is kind of helping when there aren't a ton of storylines other than you know, you got James Harden with the Clippers. Hey, how's this gonna work out? Um, but the East itself, like there's no real big storyline there. You got the Sixers and beating Maxie doing their thing, you got the Bucks kind of doing whatever. Now I will say. 
Uh, that's one of the reasons that I, I'm happy we have a podcast. Y'all should be watching the Orlando Magic. Shout out to Sneaky. Their team is playing fantastic. They've they had are. one of the longest winning streaks in recent Magic history. Um, they are getting it done. Paulo Banchero, I keep telling people he's playing how I think they expected Zion Williamson to play. Mo Wagner's been hooping. But outside of that, there's not a ton of storylines for the first half of the NBA season. Hawks are mediocre. The Knicks are who they are-ish. Um, the Wizards are terrible. Now, if you want to laugh at somebody, watch a Wizards game. Kyle Kuzma and Jordan Poole, oh, that's embarrassing. But there's just, just not a lot of super interesting storylines like there typically are. Uh, and even there, there haven't been like the, the, the notable trades. Football is kind of owned in the moment right now. And basketball is just kind of regular basketball. But this in-season tournament is helping to me. Bengals just took the lead on a 54-yard field goal with 228 left. Jaguars with one timeout down to their backup quarterback. I hope that was the Nathan Peterman, the Peterman, but I think that's who that was. Um, <laughs> but, uh, y'all tell me Jameis can't – hey, man, get Jameis a job, yo. <laughs> but back to basketball. So we're going to talk about side of some uplifting stories. So uh, Kansas is – Probably the Big 12, them and Baylor are the Big 12 me- darlings of basketball for that conference. Um, I think they're the last two champions for that conference in men's basketball. Uh, KJ Adams dedicates Kansas's win where they upset number four, uh, and I believe defending national champion UConn, uh, upset them in a game that he dedicated to his late mother. Um, I'm not gonna. I don't. I don't. If you don't, you want to play it, I might have to put no, it on mute because I'm gonna cry. But um, yeah. he basically his mother passed away of of health issues. I believe it was cancer. He decided to play in the game because he wanted to be there for his team, and his mom would have wanted him to play. And he played the game, and he had to be at the funeral and fly out from Kansas to Texas to be at the funeral by 11 a.m. And Bill Self was beside himself. He was so emotional. Um, And what I took from the video was Bill Self said, this is the true reason of why you play sports. He said the accolades, the winning, the money is everything. But this kid, K.J. Adams, will never forget how the men in this locker room, the people of this organization and this school and this athletic department were here for him in his toughest time and that no matter what he goes through, it will never be tougher than what he's going through now. And that boy, I was up there on a team's call. Like, uh, 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 I saw, I was like, (laughs) Hey Bill, you got me, you got me dog. I'm gonna get on out of the way here. I know what you, I, and you're right. Everything kind of falls into place as it probably should. You know, I'm a firm believer in that. I'm glad that he had the people around him to support him in this time of need. I'm glad that he had a distraction of basketball. And I'm glad that he was able to, you know, as much as you can, when you have a tough moment like that, go to the one thing that, you know, is your place of comfort. The basketball oh, yeah. Court. Sorry, didn't mean to interrupt you. He had a career high and hit the game-winning free throws to beat them. Exactly. So, yeah, I, I'm I'm thrilled for him, you know. This is a tough situation, as tough as it can be, for you to have an outlet and have a you know a place to get that off. I'm I'm happy for you, Coach Self. 
you held you you did your part too. Um, I'm happy for this. But yeah. And our thoughts our thoughts and prayers go out to him because I don't I I don't know how you're a college athlete and you have to deal with this. I, I, I to I me and I'm I'm gonna I don't wanna get too far into this because I'm gonna cry. Uh but it seems like to me, I'm looking it up now. He seems like he's the oldest. Um two year basketball sister Brittany. No, he's actually the youngest. Uh his sister Brittany following the twenty twenty thirty one insurance dun dun. So he's the youngest, but he basically seems like he is trying to hold it for his family. He's not emotional. Um, I'm sure he's going through a lot, and I'm sure he will be. Um, but this is this is true. This is why you play basketball. This is why you play team sports. This is why, because you're there to help your brother up. So shout out to the University of Kansas. I don't never really go for them. I don't know. Oh, that's C.J. Bethard, Bethard, Bethard in there. I don't normally go for them, but um, that's a beautiful story. To keep the beautiful stories going, Mitchell Robinson invited his high school coach to move in with him after his wife died this year. Uh, the backstory is Mitchell Robinson uh, and his coach are really, really close. Mitchell Robinson credits his high school coach for getting him the work ethic and Bethard fumbles, getting him the work ethic to uh, get to the league. What? I don't think, I think he was knees were down. Well, his wrist is hurt. <laughs> Something ain't right. <laughs> I'm sorry we didn't put you in the damn game, man. But I lost my head. Mitchell Robinson moving his his uh Mitchell Robinson moving his coach in with him after his wife died, so he didn't have anybody, so he didn't have to grieve alone. Also, okay. Mitchell Robinson visited Butch Stockton's his name is Butch Stockton. He visited his co former coach's wife every day in the hospital when she was sick and he never posted about it. He never talked about it. He never did anything about it. He just did it out of the goodness of his heart and was a good human. Why'd you do that? Oh, cause yeah. uh, he fumbled. <laughs> no, but I fumbled my headphone. <laughs> Came right on out the ear. Uh, but yeah, man, I'm, this is another touching story. I can only imagine, you know, coach has been so, been so influential to who you are and y'all know me. I'm a Mitchell Robinson fan. I think that, you know, the Knicks don't treat him or Julius right. But I, I know that I think he's a good basketball player, and this speaks on his character. Um, and, yeah, and to hold a person down when they lose that significant other, the person that means the, the world to them, that says so much. So, you know, I'm, I'm happy for it. This is one of the things I, you know, it's an unfortunate story, but I'm happy to report that the man had a solid, you know, care system, people to look out for him. Yep, yep, yep. And on the other end of that, LeBron and M.A. Udoka called each other bitches on the, on the court. And Yo did. And, well, well, LeBron didn't say it because LeBron. But interesting enough, wow, Mark Mark is a savage for the comment of this of this Instagram post. He put a, gra a gif of Nia Long and said, <laughs> Friday. But anyway, let me finish. So. LeBron and Ime Udoka got into it and people couldn't figure out what they were talking about because Ime got kicked out the game. And even though he got kicked out the game, he never really seemed like he was loud or like overt or demonstrative. But the way that LeBron reacted, I've only really seen LeBron react 
the way that he did. LeBron does not like being called a bitch. He does not like it. The only time I've seen him react like that is the Mario Chalmers with the Heat said, LeBron, you need to man up and stop playing like a bitch. And LeBron tried to come at him in the in the in the huddle. But when he reacted that way and said you need to stop using that word like that, I was like, oh, LeBron, he called LeBron a bitch. I, I knew what it was. I didn't need the transcript to come out. <laughs> he made a joke of the transcript said, yo, you need to stop playing like some bitches. You need to stop bitching. And then he doubled down and said, yo, you're not gonna, I'm not, I don't think our team should be punked by a team that doesn't punk anybody. I was like, woo! I was like, mm, shots galore. Shots, shots, shots galore. Y'all hear Bang bang. So uh this was interesting. This was interesting. I like it. Spice. I like this. I don't like I'm gonna be honest, man. I, I think LeBron, this is a soft move. I did not so call you a B. I said you played like one. Yeah, I said <laughs> yeah, and if, if if you're going to take offense to that, then I'm not gonna stop. <laughs> yeah, now that the chink is in the armor, oh yeah, yeah. I can get at you. But it actually backfired because then LeBron went off the rest of the game. Yeah, but now like, oh, this, I know this gonna get you going every time, bro. And I'm I'm a habitual line stepper, line crosser. So yeah, we can turn this up. And I I I don't care. I honestly think that it doesn't matter whether they won or lost. If I'm a, if I'm a player for Udoka, I have a new respect. Yeah, he's like, well, I don't give up. <laughs> I said what I said, and I'll say it again. I think that's why he resonated with Boston so well, because he was the backbone that they, him and Marcus Smart, were the backbone that they needed. That's a guy who I will, I'm like, yeah, we can fight. Like, yeah, we can fight. We let's get it. <laughs> Whatever we gotta get, we can get it. Because I ain't liked you since you, I was in the league. You, <laughs> yeah, if you're willing to step up to arguably the greatest basketball player ever, then I gotta rock with you. I have yeah. to. And he's got him. He's got that team. They they're playing well, man. Singoon, Green, and, hey, and Fred Van Fleet has that... been the steadying, calming effect that they thought he was going to be. And Toronto looks out of sorts. So, uh, oh yeah, Jaguars about to win this game. But uh, that was interesting. I can't wait for this for the rest of the season. Now the football season is winding down. Uh, the basketball season is going to turn up. The in the in season tournament is winding down as well. We'll have a lot more to talk about. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we've come to the end of episode one thirty one of the Splashcast Monday Night Raw, uh, uh, the Around the League edition. We appreciate y'all for tuning in. Norwood, if we didn't miss anything, take us out. Man, this has been fantastic. And I'm going to tell y'all why it has been so fantastic because UGA lost. Boy, them losing it makes me feel so much better. It's like when you go outside and you just get some air, you get some sun in your and you, you get the air in your lungs, get some sun on your face, and you just feel better. You're a despicable human. How do you still have that queued up from way earlier in the show? You never <laughs> y'all quick scope Davis will just he just ain't gonna leave it where I can just get my shot off and then leave. Um but this has been a fantastic show, man. Uh, we have new things coming for for 2024. We're excited about bringing y'all that. Way more interviews, way more fan interaction. Hope we'll catch y'all on some Saturday morning lives so y'all can defend some of y'all sorry-ass teams. 
um, we did say that sorry ass team, and I'm gonna put it in there. My team sorry as hell too. Oh, um, you can I get these shots, especially this guy right through. here. Um, if you look to your that way, that's my right. That might be your left. Whatever it is, <laughs> he's terrible. I hate him. Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages. Um, also, Saturday morning live. Will we be picking games this Sunday? I mean, this Saturday. Oh, we'll pick football games. Yes, we'll be picking pro football games this Saturday morning live. We will transition into picking basketball games after the football season. We're not going to no intermingling. Um, we got a Splash Cash 24-pack that will be out Wednesday. It is the slapper. Um, Big X the Plug did put out an album. Uh, Wiz Khalifa put out an album. And then this Friday, Nicki Minaj put out an album. Y'all come here for sports. You come here for music. You come here to kick it with me and Reggie. Outside of that, number one, number one, number one, number one, number one, number one, number one. And Alex Antopoulos said this too, more black baseball. He said, Mike Harris ain't going nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> nowhere. Don't call my phone. I don't think Mike Harris, he's unavailable. Don't call him. Number two, more black cowboys and more black cowgirls. Number three, number three, number three, the one that we are really here for. Historically black college university, your cousin went to, you went to, your auntie went to, the person you sit in the back of the church. Y'all laugh, kiki, until your mama say stop laughing in church because you're making too much noise. Send some money to their college. Send some money to their historically black college university or institution. Historically black college university in your neighborhood, the one you go up to homecoming, step shows, to be around your people, just to have the vibes. If you're going to the Celebration Bowl, just to kick it. Send some money to one of those schools. And then the greatest learning institution in all the world, if you don't know, that's Hampton University. It was founded in 1868. Send $18.68. That's the money that you got in that jar full of change somewhere in your house. Send that money to Historically Black College University, specifically Hampton University, for the year that they were founded. We appreciate you. We love you. Adios, mi amigos. God is love. Buenos noches. Buenos noches. Another fantastic Monday Night Raw after an even more fantastic Sunday service. See y'all again soon. Peace. We out of here. Love y'all. Peace. Round of applause. This is the Splashcast Weekly Schedule. You can find us on Monday, Monday Night Raw. That is the Around the League edition where we cover all of the major leagues around the league. Tuesday is the ATL edition. Braves, Falcons, Hawks. Wednesday is when the playlist comes out. It's the Splashcast 24, 12, or 36 pack, just depending on the music. Thursday for everybody who was not able to catch us live on Monday. They can catch up there on the Around the League edition. And then Saturday, of course, we bet beers for Saturday morning live. If you ever need to find us, we can be found at thesplashcast.com and of course via Instagram at the Splashcast. Always keep it player, always keep it player. Pittsburgh where I'm from, out in LA where I live. Always keep it player, always keep it player. Gotta keep it, gotta keep it, gotta keep it pimping, G. Gotta keep it, gotta keep it, gotta keep it pimping, G. Looking out for police, cause I'm smoking weed every day. Looking out for police, cause I'm smoking weed every day. Gotta keep it, gotta keep it, gotta keep it pimping, G. Gotta keep it, gotta keep it, gotta keep it pimping, G. Looking out for police, cause I'm smoking weed every day. Looking out for police, cause I'm smoking weed every day. Gotta keep it, gotta keep it, gotta keep it pimping, G. Gotta keep it, gotta keep it. Gotta keep it pimping, G. Looking out for police, cause I'm smoking weed every day. Looking out for police, cause I'm smoking weed every day.
down in LA where I 